Done this a couple of times now. But now you get to run into a phone booth. Hey, she'll be right back. I think there's one like three blocks away. Give me like 20 minutes. All right, I'll see you later. I'll just stay here and continue doing evil while you get changed, Clark, okay? I'll be back. Uh, awesome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Randy's Peach Tea, episode 91. Ooh, 91. 91. World. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> here we are now. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for joining us on this Wednesday evening, because we are back home in some weird ways in our regular time slot. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. If you're joining us on Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube, or Twitter, or Instagram, or wherever you found the audio-only podcast, we always appreciate it. And yep, we are continuing our adventures through Superman's adventures, or his theatrical adventures at least, for the most part, with... So we have arrived at Superman 4, a quest for peace. Possibly the most we have. We're possibly for peace this week. It could be the quest for pieces. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> at the end of the show because that will be our third segment. But a couple of things we wanted to get to, though, and we will have Grogan back and Rick is back. And we'll see if Tim swoops in to, uh, to, to join this thing. Uh, <laughs> Never quite know, but happy birthday to Tim, though, if he was listening. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, we're super excited about this, so this one should be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, with me, as always, though, is Jason. Jason, what's up? How's it going, Ed? Good to be here. Good to be talking Superman. Good to be amped by the Superman music. I don't know. I might have to go... Jump out the window, fly around the world, and turn back time. Just so I can redo this opening. That's how jazzed I am. Nice. That, that's the way to get out of everything, right? And these Christopher Reeve movies just usually spin the world back around and it's all okay. <laughs> it's true. I, you know, I missed the bus to work the other day and I did that. And it's like, <laughs> shit, I could just fly to work and get there 20 minutes early. No, I'll just spin back time and get the bus and just get there whenever the bus gets me there. <laughs> Yeah, that that is something, man. I'm actually very happy though that whatever our feelings are about Superman three and four, at least they stopped spinning the world around at the end of the movie to get out of everything. What was that? That was that silver lining. Jason, silver linings. Sometimes we just gotta just take the silver linings, man, where we can get them. That's it. That's it. That's all we can do. Uh, but so you you had some catching up to do. You were catching up uh, with Mister J. So. Yeah. Uh, so we we're watching some stuff. We're going to catch up with Mr. J, guys, because I have, in accordance with my birthday promise and present to Ed, uh, I have finished Legion, all three seasons. I'm done with it. Um, and I'm going to give you a comprehensive understanding of these three seasons. <clears throat> and then, Ed, if you have any questions after this, I can answer them. Uh, it's all fresh okay. in my mind. So, all right. First season, kick-ass, awesome, uh, a whole exploration of mutant powers manifesting as insanity and what does it mean if you're not insane but you have these mutant powers and and are you insane if you're not insane with these mutant powers and also Aubrey Plaza is singing and dancing like a James Bond girl it's a fucking wacky season but it's great uh it, it from start to finish I loved it second season I liked a lot of it 
most of it actually okay. up until the end because the second season so the the second season introduces the shadow king as his own character um and i think the actor they get for him is amazing um so i was glad to see him there um and you get a lot more of the astronaut and you get some you know manipulation of in the team through the Shadow King, uh, you get Aubrey Plaza's junkie character gets resurrected through um, the main character's sister's body, which effectively kills her. Like it's that's harrowing stuff. Um, where the second season lo loses me is where it starts to make it clear that the main character David is the villain, and he is going to bring upon the destruction of the world, and. Yeah, and 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 they actually go so far as to make the Shadow King a hero on the team to oppose him. Interesting. And that kind of came out. Of, it, it came out of nowhere, and so like he was, you know, he had that whole relationship with Sid, not Rogue, and he does something which I thought was completely out of character, which is like she just starts to get it in her head because of the Shadow King and Amy Smart's character that he's the villain, uh, that, that you know, Legion is the villain and Legion's going to kill everyone. And, um, and she turns real quickly. And then he, upon realizing this, brainwashes her and then has sex with her. So it's framed as he drugged her and raped her. And I don't know, I just didn't see that in this character. And I didn't really like that turn and then the third season, he is completely the villain. They're hunting him. He's a cult leader, which, like, all right, to be honest, like, if, if I had mutant powers like he was, I would just start a cult of beautiful women, which he did. So I'm not even going to fault him for this. But but he, he's a cult leader with, like, beautiful young women who call him daddy. It's real weird. And he's looking for a time traveler, and he finds someone with time travel abilities, and the whole season is him trying to go back in time to fix things so he never drugged and raped not rogue sid and it's just it's a weird season um there's a whole episode like right near the end where uh gene smart and the astronaut because they're not in the season except this episode take it a young in the astral plane a young like not rogue and Jason Manzukis, who I love, who's, who's you know an actor and he does a lot of podcasting and stuff, uh, plays like the evil of the world. But it's just this weird throwaway episode of him being a wolf and he rap battles the astronaut and shit just gets weird for no reason. And the way the the series ends, and this is a terrible ending. And this is why, really like again, love the first season, okay with the second, really dislike the third. Mm -hmm. He goes back in time and he stops the Shadow King from ever taking over his body. And so everything we watched, this was like fucking Wishmaster, which I know you and I both hate. Oh right? my god. Never existed. He erases time, so none of it ever happened or existed, and they're just a new timeline forms. It was the fucking ending was terrible. Oh my god. But but they don't undo us watching the show though. No, they don't go back and go, oh, this show never happened. But it's like he goes back and stops Amul Farouk from the Shadow King from infiltrating his head. 
and there are just scenes where all of our main characters are like, wait a minute, once this takes, once this sets into the timeline, I won't exist anymore. No, you won't. Say your goodbyes. So it's it's like every character that mattered that was still there just says goodbye because the timeline's being reset. So in effect, it's like we watched nothing happen because what we watched is a timeline that was fucking completely reset. Yeah, this is horseshit. I'm listen. I'm not upset that I uh, gave up on the show after the season premiere of season two. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm no, glad no, no, that you. you bit the bullet on this i feel strongly about my decision now (laughs) (laughs) yes i i I, listen i i appreciate it and that sounds fucking horrible i mean it really does sound horrible it's bad and i want to be clear that two things that i am fascinated about in life and in fiction being a cult leader in time travel those are like Top five. Those are the in the top three of my top five. Being a cult leader and time travel. Both in this season. And I was still like, what the fuck is going on here? This is garbage. That is how bad it must have been. That it actually was... This season was written for me and I still didn't like it. Yeah, I'm pretty fascinated by time travel myself. and But I mean, I go through the versions of Back to the Future and Terminator. And obviously we have Avengers Endgame and, and things of that nature. Um but man, that sucks. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I haven't mentioned the animation right. to you. <laughs> no, no, it's okay because that first season was great, and the rest is my birthday gift to you, Ed. Happy birthday! All right. Thank you, thank you. I, I I appreciate you taking the taking the bullet for us, man, and taking the bullet <laughs> for the audience because now hopefully other people are listening to this or watching this and saying, "Fuck Legion, that shit sucks." I am not wasting my time on this shit. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> with that smooth transition, let's. Uh, we just wanted to take a uh, kind of a thing, a time to do a segment on talking about this stuff because our schedule has gotten a little bit lighter with our shows. There's no CW stuff for a little bit, and so we just kind of got Doom Patrol on our movie of the week for a little while, and hopefully Titans right after that. Um, so yeah, so we just want a, a couple of things we wanted to go over because there's been like a lot of chatter online about uh, the DCU, right? With Saffron and Gunn taking over, and they haven't officially announced anything, but there's a lot and a lot of shit out there. But we just wanted to like discuss this because it seems like Gunn has kind of officially pretty much said through Twitter because this is all pretty much through Twitter now is it kind of sounds like we're getting somewhat of a soft reboot and from the DCEU and calling it the DCU. So I guess I would kind of imagine it as, for those familiar with the comics, as what DC did with the New 52, where you kind of hit the reset button on a lot of things, but you handpicked certain things you liked and kept it around because things are this. Henry Cavill came out on Twitter himself and confirmed that he has done a Superman now. Okay, that that's number one. And Jason, before before we get into that, I just wanted to just go over the quick notes because there's not a lot of them so far. So Henry Cavill himself has confirmed that that's the case. Number two is, and as I suspected though, on our Facebook page mostly, but even though Wonder Woman three is canceled in its current form or as it was, 
that's the thing. So they're not saying that they're done with Wonder Woman or even really Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, but kind of saying that the Patty Jenkins version is not happening. Whatever she wrote is not happening. Now, she stepped away from the film. You know, her and her and uh, Warner Brothers pretty much couldn't come to an agreement on it. She wanted to. So, and apparently you also found out that her Star Wars movie, Rogue Squadron, is apparently still in development. So that's not dead for those who are into Star Wars as well. So that I was kind of excited to hear about because I was kind of interested in that. Um, and what else do we got? Well, The Rock came out yesterday, Dwayne Johnson on his Twitter, and kind of pretty much said that in Chapter 1 of the Saffron Gun DCU that his Black Adam is not involved. So sounds like that Black Adam sequel is at least postponed or not happening at the moment. So we'll see how that goes. Um, other note is in the Flash movie, at least this has been rumored, at least I don't think Gunn confirmed this, but the word is that there was a Superman and a Wonder Woman cameo in that, and both have been removed from the film. That we don't know for sure, though. That's just the thing floating around. Until unless Gunn confirms it, I'm considering everything else grain of salt. Um, but Gunn did confirm that he is writing the Superman movie for his DCU, and it will focus on a younger Superman. So Cavill, that's why Cavill is out. So that's an interesting thing. So we could all start fan casting and trying to figure out who's going to be Superman next. I mean, these things are always kind of interesting. Um, but gun writing it is kind of a neat, cool kind of thing because I feel like he, there's been ideas, there's been talk of him in, around a Superman movie for years now. And when we get to uh, uh, Brightburn in a few weeks, you can kind of see some of his fascination with the character. Um, and Zachary Levi came out on uh, Twitter and pretty much said that his Shazam, though, seems to be okay throughout all of this. So that's kind of interesting that we got there. So that's that's the things that have been confirmed. Well, also, sorry, is that those who were saying it was going to be a full reboot, that got shut down by Gunn because, you know, is he going to really nix his own Peacemaker? Is he going to nix his Suicide Squad? And then there was people saying, well, everything's rebooted besides that. He came out and said no. That they're st they're, uh, so that's what leads me to believe it's not a full-on reboot. Um, so with all of that, and that is a lot, um, Jason, what do, you, what do you make of any of this? Like, do you – well, to the basic part, right? Do you feel they should have continued on with the DCEU? You know, whatever, rename it DCEU. Or do you think full reboot or soft reboot is the way to go? So, I don't know. I think soft reboot's the way to go. I actually like... I, I don't... I'm not saying I like every decision Gunn is making or going to make, but I, I like the thought of, okay, the, certain things didn't work, let's reboot this. Um, but the only reason I'm pissed off or not even pissed the only reason i care at all is that cavill is out as superman is because they teased us and gave us that black adam at the, the end of black adam I'm like had we never gotten that and he was like all right you know i'm not recasting cavill i'm getting a new superman i'd be like all right yeah well that, that that's how this shit works let's let's do that i want to see that but i don't know i, I kind of got teased that he was coming back and that i got excited about it 
Um, but having said that, I, I've also like I was following that same um, Twitter thread that you were talking about, where uh, Gunn was like, "I'm not just rebooting the characters I'm writing for. It's it's a process yeah. that you, you'll see what happens." Um, and, and there are people on there like, "No, restore the Snyderverse." And like, I gotta say this: like at this point, that's the saddest take ever because the Snyderverse guys and hate me. Give me hate mail. Fine. I'm just trying to give tough love here. The Snyderverse is never coming back. It's not said to want it. It's not said to imagine the what ifs. I'm not judging anyone on that. What I find sad is the fact that we are still, I don't know, a decade after Snyder stopped doing these movies, yelling about restoring the Snyderverse, even after you got your Justice League, your Snyderverse, like, that's it. That that was all you could get. It's never coming back. So it's, I don't know. So it's a lot of mixed feelings here. I just think we need to, I, I need to trust James Gunn because if it was anyone else besides James Gunn, I'd be like, nope, uh, I, I don't trust this because I don't fucking trust DC anything at this point. No. Um, but if James Gunn, can, if anyone could steer the ship, I have trust that James Gunn can do it. Am I going to agree with everything he does? No, but I want to. I'm going to stick around and see what the end result is. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much more on the wait and see thing. And we've talked about we. I mean, we've covered every DCEU movie on this show in the past. So if you're interested in hearing our we thoughts did. about this movie, you can go back on YouTube and come check that out. Uh, especially in our early episodes, because that's when we ran through the whole DCEU and then those that came out after that, uh, around the time they came out. Um. I, I, at first I was excited about them continuing the DCEU. I don't care if you rename it DCEU, whatever. Because you're right, I was excited about Cavill. I confessed how much I enjoy uh, Henry Cavill's Superman. Um, he is arguably my favorite Superman, uh, uh, you know, currently. Um, but I do understand, I can fully acknowledge he didn't get a fair shake. Like, I enjoy Man of Steel. I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a really good movie. Uh, I enjoy uh, him in Zack Snyder's Justice League, even though he's not in it that much. Uh, obviously, Justice League sucks. Everything is crap in that, so whatever. Um, and his cameo was, was awesome in Black Adam, and I felt he was extremely underserved in BVS. So I was hoping to see him get finally a Superman movie and get his fair crack at this to see what he could really bring to the table. Because I feel like his his Superman at this point in the DCU was at a point where it would finally be the more traditional Superman that everyone bitches and moans that he hasn't been. So I agree with you 100%. That is sad. But I think I think a, a full-on reboot I understand for business purposes. The DCU, even those who, like myself, who have enjoyed a good amount of it, it's not perfect. Financially, has been all over the place. The timeline's kind of been all over the place. You know, I, I understand the, the why they're doing it. Um, for them to cherry-pick certain things, we are all into multiverse at this point. So I personally think the Flash movie is going to continue and kind of hit the reset button on all of this, kind of out like Justice League Dark, Apocalypse uh, War, kind of hit the whole reset button on the animated universe. That's the kind of thing I'm envisioning for them to happen. It's going to be a, kind of be the swan song for it. Um, I will be sad if they do. They don't choose to go with Shazam, though. 
Because I think we have a really good Shazam. The first movie was really good. If the second movie sucks, I might be singing a completely different tune. But I really, I Shazam is one of my favorite DCU movies. So was the first Wonder Woman. So and Gal Gadot is a perfect Wonder Woman, even though '84 sucks. So, and that's the problem with the DCU, right? Like right there, we have a great first movie, shitty second movie, and it's kind of just been all over the map. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Re reboot, I'm fine with though. But I also I'd be pissed if they chose not to continue Peacemaker, or if they chose not to continue The Suicide Squad. Yeah, like but the good movies deserve something. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna as as I, as you said, they're gonna pick and choose. Like, you know, the only thing the only person we know who's not coming back is their character, right? As stated, is Henry Cavill as Superman. And I mean, we again until the end of Black Adam, we all kind of knew that, right? The end of Black Adam just gave us some hope, as you said, just to get a good a good fucking Superman movie with him because yeah. he's a great Superman. He just hasn't been given the material, but. You know, they, they scrapped Wonder Woman 3 with Patty Jenkins. Doesn't mean they're scrapping Gal Gadot. I can't imagine they're scrapping Jason Momoa. He's so fucking hugely popular as uh, as Aquaman. They're not scrapping the Suicide Squad or Peacemaker because that's James Gunn's bread and butter. That's who he got in here. That's, that's you know, that's his sweet spot. You know, I, I think this is my prediction, and, you know, take it or leave it. I, I can be proven wrong tomorrow, but I think... We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose Cavill. That was said. We're definitely losing Ezra Miller, and I think we all think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. We don't want him again. Yeah. No um, I think. I think we we might keep Gal Gadot, but in a very different vision of Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, who who else is left? I think I I don't think they're gonna touch Shazam. I don't think they're gonna touch uh, Aquaman because those two are considered like. The really successful, the really good versions of the uh, of the DCU, right? So, I, I think it's going to be minimal recasting, but a very big tonal change from here on in. Yeah, I think we're going to get more in the line of not exact. I don't want to say like the MCU tone, but it's going to be more of a a more fun tone that we're going to get to these movies. Not fully comedic, but I think more similar or somewhat similar to the MCU, I think is what we're going to get somewhat similar. It's not going to be super dark. It's not going to be slapstick comedy, but I think it's going to kind of try to strike the right tone is what they're aiming for. I don't just cause gun is writing this. I'm very fascinated by gun Superman. movie. Like whatever that's going to yeah, look like, too. I'm very curious to see where that's going to go because he's not going to get super weird with it. I don't think we're going to get guardians of the galaxy or the suicide squad weird. My guess is he's going to go for a extremely faithful, traditional Superman story, like ripped right out of the comic books or something like that. Not even anything that we were covering in the Superman in this Christopher Reeve run whatsoever. So I'm, and I'm wondering if that's going to be the first one out of the gate of his, of his era. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm really fascinated by that part. And him also saying another thing that he did mention is, Superman and Batman are going to be huge parts of this thing. They're going to probably lead the yeah. way with the Trinity, kind of like how the DCU tried to, but they're going to really push that thing. So, and that's kind of the way DC rolls. I mean, that's that's who kind of needs to be at the forefront. Um, and I and I saw something something suggested out there. I think it was like Robert Meyer and Renette on the uh, John Campier show 
had thrown out the idea of maybe they should just kick the damn thing off with a Justice League movie. Just right out the gate. Justice League and then do their, you know, solo movies after that. I don't know. That could be an interesting thing. I don't see that happening, though, personally. I kind of think they're going to go somewhat of the MCU formula and do solo movies that lead up to Justice and League. I'd be, I'd be honest with you, I'd be worried about that because I feel that's what the Snyderverse tried to do, and I don't think it was successful. Like, we got Superman, and then we got, you know, Batman versus Superman with Wonder Woman. We're, we're kicking this off with everyone in this vehicle, and it's like... I'd much rather have four or five movies leading up to the Justice League vehicle than it's starting with the Justice League vehicle. Like that's why the MCU worked so well, right? It gave us real movies leading up to the Avengers, and some were good and some weren't. You know, some some I don't think any of them are bad, but some are good and some are lesser. But I think if you just start with the Justice League or start with the Avengers, start with the the vehicle, the spectacle. I think that's that's where Zack Snyder went wrong. So I'd much prefer, and I hope, that we get like individual good movies leading up to the spectacle. And, and but another thing too is then that also means we're getting another Batman. There will be a Batman in this universe. Yeah, which I mean, no, I, I'm eight thousand cool Batman. Every, I'm fine. It's 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 the way it's the way it works, man. Eight thousand Batman for eight thousand multiverse. As long as they do it well, that's all I care about. Yeah, because they, they, he also, Gunn had also stated very clearly that they're not touching the Batman. The whole Matt Reeves is going to continue doing his thing with his spinoff shows and whatever the hell else he's doing. He's saying that because he also said Elseworlds stories will be told within it's a part of this. Again, that's DC's bread and butter. Smart. So I think you should do that. And yep. Joker's not getting touched either. So as many, if they want to keep going with Joker after the second one, he's going to let it happen. If they don't, then I'm sure he's fine one both of the ways. So, yeah, that's it's it's interesting because we're going to also yeah. get a new Lex Luthor eventually. Yeah, which I'm curious to see who who they get. And but I'll tell you something. I think it's really smart. I think this is the DC, as you said, bread and butter. This is where they can really shine. Is allowing these one-off else worlds that don't interfere with the the main the main storyline you know because we don't have that in the mcu that that is something that can make them separate and unique from the mcu everything in the mcu has to be connected even when we go multiverse we all as mcu fans need it somehow connected right but if dc could give us a mainstream like storyline plus these real fun Elseworlds thing where we can explore other things, I think that is where their uh, their niche is. That's where they can really make their their bones here. Because I don't I don't think the DCEU or the DCU has like done anything near the MCU has, but I think in the Elseworlds they can rival it. Yeah, they, they yeah. You don't want it just to be a carbon copy. Be your own thing. You have a catalog of characters that. Is just as large as the MC as Marvel's, and maybe even bigger. And before the MCU, the three most popular—I mean, three three of the most popular comic book heroes were Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, right? Like those are most people know. And then Marvel was like Spider-Man and the Hulk, and then like everyone else was like was in the distance. Then the movies, the movie success have changed that. Iron Man is a A-list character now. So it was like everyone they've put out, essentially. So, 
it's, yep. it's interesting. And and these guys should be right there. Though. Absolutely. All right. So we got uh, that chatted about a little bit. So let's get to, uh, since we've been pretty DC heavy right now, because they're the ones with the content, uh, Doom Patrol, season Indeed. four, episode three. We'll just throw up the spoiler warning, even though the episode drops tomorrow. Um, uh, really, really cool episode, I thought. You know, like, all three have been good. This one was was pretty good. I mean, there's been a lot of character development with every member of the team so far, and that's what seems like the season has been really harping on so far. And uh, all the better for it. I mean, we have the A plot. We need to do A and B plot. Uh, we have the A plot, which is where most of the team is connected. It's pretty much everyone's connected in the A plot, and then Vic has his own B plot. You know, yeah, then, <laughs> yes, it's kind of what it right, and then his little parts of the A plot, yeah. like you know, main the main A plot is Rita, Rita, and she get, there's a film retrospective that she gets invited to via a random flyer because she's at home moping around about why didn't the team pick her. And she's watching some movie, and I just want to she's say breaking that one down. of the ones. Oh, she is. She's definitely like, what, yeah, I she's, she's eating. Down. Yeah, she's having something. I don't know what the hell. She's stuffing her face on her couch. She's watching some really bad movie, apparently, where there's a character, a woman ran off with a Japanese sex robot and left her husband for this. So, <laughs> yes, we have that. I thought, I mean, but that's so Doom Patrol, right? Like, if that was part of the main. Very plot, you would be like, Yeah, okay, I get it, I'll accept it. Um, so she gets interrupted by that by the flyer inviting her to a Rita Far film retrospective in Cavalton, which we knew from the second this was a trap, right? Like, everyone watching this, the second there was a Rita Far retrospective in the town of people who fucking hate them, we knew this was a trap somehow. But oh, Jason, yeah, you're it. Jason, you're not going to take the opportunity to, to say it. It's a trap. What, what am I missing? It's a trap. Well, uh, you all right? If you if you want me to bring Akbar, yeah, Akbar? If you want me, then it's a trap. <laughs> yes, it was a trap. <laughs> he should have. He should have Admiral Akbar pop out of the side of the screen, kind of like I don't know if you remember Mortal Kombat. And two, when they had the character pop out, toasty, it could have just been like that, that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she goes off and she goes to her film retrospective and she's there alone, even though she buys all this popcorn. So, you know, she's kind of sad about that. She starts watching her movie, Secret Rendezvous. And that's the film. It's like an old black and white <laughs> film. And that's kind of yep. where she got her introduction. Now, while that's happening, you know, the rest of the team is apparently uh, Jane is there. She's at home and she gets she sees a puzzle piece with Shelly's eye on it from the sisterhood of Dada and a mist appears and gives her an orgasm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And this is all like got the nothing first to add five to minutes of the episode. Laughing. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So um, you know, while uh, so then we get that, which gets referenced later on because she starts talking to Cliff about that. You know, she's gone some months to know like where her feelings are, and she's got to look for she really enjoyed it. But Cliff mentions a, a good thing about it, like you know, so 
you liked it, so it, it's okay. And also Cliff mentions that apparently that's the one feeling that he would want back in the world. That is the orgasm feeling yes, that is right. everything else right way below that. They're having an interesting <laughs> conversation, but Jane is struggling with the fact that she's got to look out for Kay. And Cliff is kind of like, you know, you got to look out for yourself too. Fuck this. Um, but where that's, that happens down the line, so that's pretty much, you know, kind of what Jane is going through this episode uh, and more or less what Cliff is doing. Um, but then Rita gets sucked into the film by a green mist and she starts going through all like three of her movies. Uh, I actually had mentioned down is secret rendezvous, the haunting of white manor and Spartacus 452, which apparently was her flop that essentially ended her career. And you know that I want to watch that movie so badly right now. I wish that movie existed. <laughs> Cliff actually has a great line. He goes, wait, you were in Star Trek? Because <laughs> it looks like a Star Trek. They all have the different colored sweaters and shit like that. I thought that was that was pretty damn funny. It was obviously a Star Trek ripoff, you know, at that time. Of course. Super low budget B-movie fiasco that was going on that, that fell on its face. Um, but, yeah. Something so made by canon. <laughs> Something made by Canon exactly back then. You could imagine what it was. Um, yeah, so so pretty much she gets trapped in there, and then Madame Rouge, who gets mentioned, you know, Larry suggests, hey, you should go ahead and, and before bark and orders, you should go ahead and kind of make up with the team, right? Like you should make or make I up with Rita. Yeah, she makes up with Rita, so she goes ahead and she decides, all right, I'm gonna put the team together and we're gonna go to Rita's. We're going to support Rita at our film retrospective. It gets the whole team sucked into the film as well. So they're yes. all going was, through movie to movie. She starts off, I love this section. I actually wrote it down. She's like, all right, so now we're going to go Operation Trust. And they're like, yes. what? And, you know, trust meant, so I didn't even write it down, but it all meant like this is what we're doing. She's like, what it means is we're going to go support Rita because we've got to come together as a team. Yeah, it's an acronym. <laughs> It's just like it's such a stupid acronym, and it's such a great moment. And I I love Madame Rouge. I think she's like my favorite character since she's, she's been pretty great. because she's I mean she's hysterical. Uh, but I just love her like really trying to bring the team together, really trying to be a good guy when she's clearly not. Because by the end of this episode, like when she realizes she can't save the team, she gives up and goes drinking. Yeah, she's doing all those shots and stuff by herself. And like, man, I led the team to my their death. What the hell? She's going through <laughs> Niles Calder's files to try to... And that's where she finds, though, Dr. Janice, who apparently is the person that we yes. find out who trapped everyone in this. And she has this whole plot to... She has this necklace on Rita to get her to remote so she can continually emoting and gets her feelings for Immortus. Because apparently Immortus is on the rise. Yeah, we so we got that mentioned in the first two episodes very sparingly, but this seems to be where everything is starting to come together. Um, but you know, we, we get her emoting and it's filling up and filling up, and then they go ahead and they meet uh, Mister One Hundred Four, who is the actor who played Mohinder. If you had watched, um, shit, uh, Heroes was that Mohinder? Yes, it's Mohinder. Shit, I even recognize him. And I always but, recognize him because I love that actor. I even liked him on Flash, but I didn't recognize him. 
Yeah, no, he's 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 in full effect on this. He's done. He's hitting every comic book genre or show or whatever <laughs> subgenre in this. Yes, he's he all is. over the place. I love it. He's really good, though. I love it too. Um, he is really good. So, Mister One Hundred Four is working with his Doctor Janus. They're working together on this, and they're trying to get her emote, and they get Rita to emote by putting her through these films, and like she's trapping the actors in there and taking them away once they fill up, and she traps the team. And ultimately traps the team. It looks like she's going to kill them until, like, to get Rita to start professing her love and her feelings for the team. And that fills it up all the way. And that's when she kind of, Dr. Janice takes this thing and disappears and, like, I'm going to go ahead and help this Immortus who is on the rise, apparently. And I'm sure we'll be meeting Immortus in the next episode or, or two or so. I'm assuming they're probably the big bad of the season, is going to be my best guess. Uh, but. That's that's where we get that's that's most of the the a plot that's there, um, and then the b plot though is Vic, who is on his journey. He goes to with it to go and meet his friends and his old high school buddies, who apparently did this like science club, and but a lot of them are as much as he's explaining what he's going through and talking about himself, they seem to kind of resent him that he left, and you know, yeah. and it's kind of like living They're this not his whole world. <laughs> No, and because he, it, I think I didn't feel like Vic was coming off as bragging about his adventures with the Doom Patrol. He's just like, dude, he's telling them all the shit that we've seen over the first three seasons, and it's fucking batshit crazy. And they kind of take it as he's kind of bragging, and is like, that's the way I, I got it. They they took it like he is he was bragging, but also that they were kind of left behind in Detroit, and they've kind of got to go through some hard yeah. real world shit that he hasn't had to deal with. So they're kind of like, dude, we're at different places in our lives right now. You're do living this fantastical life with the Doom Patrol and you're a cyborg and you're a superhero. And we're fucking down here in Detroit, like in the real world, like getting shit done and trying to go through a bunch of like serious shit. Um, but that leads them to go ahead. Yeah, and... you. I'm sorry, go ahead. You... No, no, you definitely see the resentment. Too, because uh, as you said, like they were saying all that, but even before that, when he first comes and they're like, Oh, so you're not cyborg anymore, you got rid of the tech. Oh, well, you're not a superhero anymore. So, even before, like, he even is speaking about himself, even before, because they accuse him, they're like, You didn't even ask who your friends were, you're just talking about yourself. But even before he says anything about himself, they're already getting on him about him not being cyborg. So, Outside of anything he does in this conversation, they go in resentful and they go in kind of not all of them, but there's the one guy who goes in on the attack on him. And it's kind of hard to watch, actually. Yeah, you feel kind of bad for him about that. And then towards the end of it, like it leads them to they're in this like laser tag place and there's like new young crew that did it. And apparently they were like the shit at it back in the day. So they decide to take their title back and they're kicking ass until so Vic and his boy get into this discussion about his friends tell him, like, dude, like, you, you kind of, like, left and you went through this whole thing and you left us kind of behind to do all this shit. And he's explaining, like, I got into this accident. I didn't ask to be cyborg. You know, what the hell? So he gives him the, the robot that they worked on and he get, Vic gets it and he takes it with him and he's like, hey, listen, I've had custody over the first 10 years. You take it on from here. So I'm curious to know that that how see where that robot plays. And listen, I wouldn't be shocked if it grew into like a monster sized thing and oh, then yeah. Doom Patrol had to jump in it and it saves the day by the end of the season, like the way that this show works. So 
that that wouldn't surprise me. So or, that's or if kind it of is the prototype for the the mon the the robot time machine they're jumping into, right? Yes, because like, it kind of looks yes. like it. It kind of does look like that's a good point, actually. That's a really good point. Um, yeah, and then well, actually, a couple of things I wanted to touch on with with the, the a plot with the Rita and the rest of the team plot was there was a cool, hilarious moment where Rita, I mean, uh, Cliff is talking about how he hasn't seen they didn't know which movie of Rita's that they were in because he's like he's never seen them. He's like, yeah, I try to keep watching it, but you know, Top Gun comes on. And it's a Saturday afternoon and. Who doesn't watch Top Gun? Like, <laughs> and him and Jane have this moment where they fist bump, and they're like, "Yeah, Top Gun's a shit, baby." Like they're Maverick and Goose and shit. So that was, I, I loved it. It's it, it's funny because my favorite moment from this episode is from Cliff and Jane, with this sitting in the watching the retrospective, and it's when Madame Rouge realizes that Elastigirl is stuck in the movie, and she goes, "Wait, Reed is in this movie," and they go, "No shit." And she goes, no, you don't understand. Rita is trapped in this movie. And they go, no shit. And it's just the fact that it's the same line with the different tone. Like, if I could teach that in my high school class to teach tone, I would. But unfortunately, I couldn't. They're such assholes together. I fucking love it. Like, the relationship between Jane and I, Cliff is, is hilarious. It's wonderful. Uh, but Larry, though, Larry doesn't get kicked to the curb because he's trying to deal with Keeg and his, like, basically infant fucking alien that's living with him that's kind of ditched him. But Keeg is the one who does show up, who's floating around the house, gets all the plans that are going on with this, and he does save the day and helps nix this dreamscape that they're trapped in of movies at the end and does save the day, ultimately. So I thought that was kind of cool, and maybe in... They just—I don't know if he sacrificed himself to get them out of there because Larry's yelling like, "Hey, don't do it! Don't do it! No, don't do it!" And then they're kind of freed, and we don't really see him after that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. You're right. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's coming back. Yeah. I don't think Keeg is dead. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was cool. I got it, and actually, I was expecting Madame. Rouge should do something because that's how that that's kind of what the episode set us up to believe. And I like yeah. that she just got drunk and Keeg saved the day because it, the episode also set up that Keeg was AWOL. He was gone. Like he may have left Negative Man. That, that was kind of part of the discussion. So it was yeah. kind of cool that you know he came back to save him. And, and that's going to be, of course, the important part because this whole season with Negative Man is going to be him bonding with this new. Uh, alien inside of him, and this is the first step, right? The alien came back to save his life. Yeah. So, oh, like it, it's pretty cool. And then I, I guess at, at the end of it, once they get saved, you know, Rita's, you know, Vic gets back to the house, and then the team shows up, and Rita's knocked out, and Cliff is carrying her. We don't really know what's going on with her. Obviously, she's not dead, but I'm sure she'll get revived somehow or, or some way. But that's kind of where the cliffhanger leaves us. So, this uh, Dr. Janice has all of um, Rita's emotions and bringing it to Immortus with Mr. 104 over there. And then the team has it knocked out Rita and see where they go. And also, by the way, the way this is going, my guess is obviously leading to uh, Vic getting his tech back and going back to being a cyborg. Of course. Because so far, this really is not, this is not working out for him. No. My my question is this: What the fuck was Rita's plan? Like, 
Rhea's like, you know what? I'm not going to emote, and I'm going to save the team. And she does neither. She fucking slowly crosses the bridge while emoting greatly and gives up the, the pendant and then saves no one. Like, what what was her plan? Because up until this moment, I actually thought she was a good leader of the team. And when I saw this, I was like, I don't know, maybe Madame Rouge is better, even though she's a drunk. Yeah, I kind of think Madame Rouge would be the better leader for the Doom Patrol. But I think but that's the thing. I think that they my, my the way that what I got from this is that they found a way to put Rita in a situation where she couldn't think clearly and was just going to act mm. on pure emotions and like I have to save my friends and that's it. She wasn't thinking about shit. So that's what I think what got her to completely like have it the all her emotions fly. Like they were flowing out like a, a fountain right there. And that's kind of what that's what I took away from it. So yeah, there was no thinking. There was just emotions take over and I have to save my team. And if I die, I die, whatever the fuck happens. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that. It was just she made such a point of saying, I'm going to block it all out, you know, <laughs> and, and proceeded no to really, like, lean into it. Like, she, she wasn't even trying to block it out. She was giving a heartfelt monologue about how much she loved her team as a family. And it was a beautiful monologue. And I love the actress. And I thought everything worked about it, except you're trying not to feel anything to save your friends. <laughs> Maybe this is what gets her to but get over right. wanting to be the leader. Also, oh yeah, good point. That's a Maybe good point. She realizes that she can't do it finally. So that's a very right, well, good point. We'll see what happens with Doom Patrol next week or tomorrow, actually, because that's when Episode Four drops as they they keep it rolling. Um, but oh wow, here we go. All right, so th- this is we, we've gotten to our film portion of, of the program. This should be quite so interesting. Um, so we, of course, have our round table of, uh, of gentlemen to, to ta- tackle this whole thing, of our Superman retrospective, if you will, and it brings us to Superman for the quest for peace. Um, but with us to take care of this whole mission that we're on, as you've seen him on here the last couple of weeks, and he's back again. You got Steve Drogan. Hello. Can you what's hear me? Up? Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on? I'm digging the, uh, this uh, background you got going on here. Just completely all white room with the Yeah, black I shirt. don't know. I try and get lighting right on this thing. I just can't do it. No, the lighting's look, good. Look, look, I, look what just happened there. I don't it's even okay. know. It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. We can see you. We can hear you. You're good. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, man? How's your week been? All right. Um, you know, Superman 4. Superman 4 made my week better. Wow, okay. I mean, I love the movie. It's appropriate that we're doing it Christmas week because okay. it is the best gift to humanity since Jesus. Um, <laughs> a, little, a little strong, if I, if I must say, but to, to I, each their own. I stand behind that. The three wise men, frankincense, myrrh, Superman 4. I don't, I don't think you, nope. God bless <laughs> us, everyone. Nope, not buying us. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, no, that's that's a tough one. Uh, but Ooh. also with us is another friend to the show. Uh, we've seen him on here a bunch of times, Rick Sedras. Rick, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? Can you hear what's me? What's going on? 
Am I am I muted? Did I mute myself? Am I good? I no, you. no, no. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm we can sorry. hear you. This this week's episode brought to you by uh, Wakanda Forever Goldfish. Oh, they're still going. It's still going on. Oh, I got my Wakanda Forever pop T-shirt and hat today. Ah, look, look at that. that. Almost fully on the uh, same page. Almost fully sponsored today. I'm sponsored almost. by the uh, Southside Street Racers today. Wow. I met, them, okay. uh, met a couple of them a couple days ago while playing disc golf on the south side. Rick is a disc <laughs> golf I'm sponsored champion. by this today. Oh. <laughs> For those in the audio only version, it's a nice handle of so, Bacardi. Yeah, Bacardi uh, over there, which one may or may not need to watch Superman for as, as often as one Steve Rogan does watch it. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> rounding out our panel is the birthday boy of yesterday, the Kryptonian sympathizer himself, <laughs> Happy belated. Thank sir. you. Thank you. Happy wait, happy wait! Belated. I just realized I didn't. I didn't text you happy birthday yesterday. Let me go back. Let yeah, me, sw- let me go into the uh, the stars and swing yeah. the planet back twenty four hours so I can text you. <laughs> Give me a second. Yes, that's that didn't it happen in Superman Four. You could Not. just kiss him. You know, that would work just the same. <laughs> yeah, but but Rick, Tim would never know that he said happy birthday still then. <laughs> he ne- he'd never know he didn't. No, no. It's true. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I fixed time now. I texted him happy birthday. I only killed about a third of the population, but it's all cool. <laughs> I agree. It's all good. Sometimes it's well worth it, right? <laughs> um, all right, fellas. So this is it. We've gotten to Superman 4, the quest for peace. It's, uh, I mean, it, this, it's an interesting film. I'll, 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 I'll say that. Um, we'll get to the three versus four part of the discussion. I kind of want to save that, but let's focus on four specifically to start off with, because we know this is going to end up at three versus four, but let's just try to hold off on that. Um, Rogan, as the champion of Superman 4 for as, probably as long as I've known you, which is quite some time now, go ahead. Like, give it. What was your... How were your feelings upon the rewatch, I guess, besides... What you let us know about Jesus and Superman Four? Well, it, <laughs> it it resets it. You know how you guys talk about Rocky Six making up for Rocky Five? Yes. And that it kind of resets, like you know, eliminates that and resets the fran- the franchise. That's what this does. Superman Four erases anything with three, and Superman it opens not with. I don't want to get into the three four, but. So Try to hold off with, on the three. Four, I know, I know, I know. It opens with it opens with Superman doing Superman stuff, like it should. Okay. You know, he's like saving people and doing what, and, you know, and it, it puts you back in like Metropolis and back like you know, it, it it gets you back into one, two, and four. I, I can't disagree with that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I can't disagree with that part of it. it is definitely no, he is doing Superman things in the beginning of the film. I mean. That's kind of what he does in most of three of the four films, doesn't? And it's Daily Planet again, and like you know what I mean, like yeah, no, it's I just know what resets. you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay, but overall, you, this movie still held up upon the rewatch, like you remembered it. 
Yeah, and every time I saw a hole, I fixed it. Okay. So, there's no problem there. <laughs> did, Rogan, did you watch the video I sent you guys to to, re, to watch about the behind-the-scenes stuff? No, I actually didn't get to it. Plus, I, I thought that that might screw up my whole argument, so I'll get to it after this. So getting factual information was going to destroy your argument. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want any. Interesting. Okay. I, I didn't need any honesty or like realism. Oh, okay. so. I get it. Listen, there that does happen to some people sometimes. Yeah. They build a strong argument for something, and then once they get the facts and it starts to crumble, they're like, "No more facts." I'm I like to, to live in my own world, my own nuclear. World. Okay. Oh, yeah. yes, your own. Okay. I. Fair enough. Okay. Um. Rick, I, I'm really curious to hear your your views of this thing because um, this is is this the first time you've watched this movie? First time I've watched this movie. Okay. Uh, I had no idea who the villain was going to be. I was excited to see Lex was back. The hair was a little thinner than usual, but he was still Lex. <laughs> uh, you know, less puns, less uh, flying air balloons, less black boxes, but it was still Lex. Uh, I really liked Nuclear Man. I thought he was funny. <laughs> I loved when I heard Pac-Man's voice coming out of his mouth. I thought it was hilarious. <clears throat> um, I don't know. It was like a, it was like watching a really good Netflix movie or a really good made-for-TV movie. Like it had the made-for-TV movie feel about it, um, you know. And I didn't pay to watch it. So I, I didn't I didn't let the whole it was in the theater thing <laughs> bother me. Uh, I watched it with a very young friend of mine, only 25 years old. He okay. hates all the old things. Uh, and he sat through the whole movie. The uh, graphics didn't bother him. The story didn't bother him. Nuclear Man was not weird to him. Uh, he just said it was a movie. And it's definitely feel- a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's one. That's that. That's one point I will concede. It's definitely a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is a film. It's a film, <laughs> and that's how I took it. You know, it, it's I, Eddie. You guys know I've been on this show enough times, and I've told you guys how many like Korean horror movies I watch on Netflix on any given Tuesday or Friday. Like this was just any other movie. It uh, it didn't stand out to me like three did. But it was also not so bad that it would stand out from any of the others. Okay. It All was right. a movie. It was a movie. She was I, a girl. I, okay. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on that. It was, it was definitely a movie. You know, a camera was running. Someone directed it. Someone edited. <laughs> it was there were actors that were hired. All right. So Lives excellent. were changed. For better or for worse, I agree with you, bro. Lives were changed. I mean, for some people's careers, it, it ended. A studio ended because of this film. But, you know, that is that is what it is. Um, <laughs> Tim, you want to... Tim, did you, number one, did you rewatch it? Yes, I did. Okay, okay. That's the, that's the key to this. Now. <laughs> okay. what, so what, so what yes, did you think did. now? And, and, and it doesn't bother you that him doing Superman things, I, I, I'm quoting you, and the first three minutes of the movie, they use the exact same flying shot in the first three minutes, four fucking times. It doesn't They're being economical. Anybody. They're not being economical. They're being cheap. Oh, economical is a good way to put it, Grogan. That's a very good way to put it. Because <laughs> it actually appears over ten times in this film. Yes, that was counted. 
It is over 10 times. I think it's honestly about 16 to 17 times that we see the shot of this. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It is the same exact shot. Maybe but it's just I'm that sorry. good. Real. So you have the best take of something, so you keep going back to it. Yes. That, all right. That's it's true. I mean, that's, that's one way of filmmaking. But, Tim, I'm sorry. I answered. The weirdest part about it is they could have just not shown those. They could have just not shown it that many times. Yes. He left the place and he showed up to another place. Exactly. If you knew you had to use the same shot over and over, you could have finagled your way around it. Just, but they chose right. not to. Like you say all the time, we didn't see him shit, but we assumed that he. Yes, yeah, so we assume Superman takes the dump at some point. But, right. Um, I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. You're. 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 Not nothing. Nothing has changed. This is easily one of the worst things that ever happened to me in my entire life. Wow. Um. I, I, again, we're not going to get the three versus four yet, but I'll no, get to no, that. No, no, save that for later. Um, it is just a horrendous. First of all, no one can act in this movie. Nobody. I want to punch that kid in the face. That kid is one of the worst actors in history. I don't know. I'm going to check his IMDb. If he does anything after this movie, I, I'm calling shame on I think Hollywood. This was the only movie he was ever in. That, that, right. Now that makes perfect goddamn sense because that kid was horrendous. Horrendous. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> I, just, I can't. I can't. <laughs> that's it. That's how you're sticking with. Ah, ah, that's that's that. That would be my review. The poster. It'd be like, ah, I can't do it. And ah, then, <laughs> it's and then it sounds, under, it sounds like the kid's dialogue. And then underneath that, it would, it would, it would say, "It's definitely a movie, Rick." Yes, Rick. Ah. It's, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the official reviews of the film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, they have the poster and it has the like, whole sensitive tagline. Mine would be ah, fuck. It's, it's a movie. movie. Be, it's a movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jason, your your overall thoughts on this thing? All right. Here, here's my thoughts on this. I think the only reason we all hate this movie is because cool. it's a canon movie. Except for except for Grogan, those of us who hate this movie uh, is the only reason we have any faults with this because it's the canon movie because canon pretty much went, ooh, we could buy a franchise and ruin it and make a little money. I think the bare bones of what's going on here, like this story, even Nuclear Man, as stupid as it might be, uh, like we have a Superman story here. There's Lex Luthor. There's Superman. There's a super-powered villain that Superman gets to fight. This reminds me of a stupid Superman comic book I would have read in the 80s. And I want to make it like, like him trying to end the arms race is the stupid shit that was in the comic books in the 80s. And I want to make it clear that I own a comic book from the 80s where Superman tries with the Justice League, tries to end like hunger in Africa. Like, this was the weird, crazy shit going on in the 80s in comic books. So, I don't know. Like, if, if this wasn't a canon movie, if it had, like, if someone had a budget and cared about it, even with this stupid plot, I, I think it could have been something. And I think it, bare bones, it's it's uh, it's a Superman movie, bare bones. Like, I, I'm going I'm to one-up Rick. It's not just a movie. It's a Superman movie. <laughs> Um, a lot of negativity wow. here. A lot this, of negativity. this poster is going to be really interesting. Jason Fischetic, it's a Superman movie. I, 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 
am now. I am now, I'm gonna buy this poster and put all our taglines on it and frame it. It's, it's, it's fucking great. <laughs> That's what we should start doing with, with our reviews, right? We put up a uh, a PDF on our on on our Facebook page with little quotes of like just one snippet from it, and that's it. This would probably be the best one by far. Uh, Grogan, you have you have the voice rate. Right. You should do the, the like you know, and uh, said your stance. It's a movie, you know, like that. It'd, it'd be great to redo it and be a good trailer. Sedger says it's a movie. <laughs> David Sedger says it's a Superman movie. <laughs> Steve Grogan says, Tim Tabala says, ah. <laughs> Steve Grogan says, the greatest movie of all time. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to be honest. I actually, I agree. Well, Jason and I, not to, we cheated a little bit because we chatted before this because we had to. We, we discussed before we went on. Um, <laughs> This movie, compared to the last time I saw this, I think I got more of a kick out of it this time around. It still sucks. It's a very bad film. I'm like, I'm not questioning that at all. It's a really, really bad movie. But, but I will say this though, Jason, 100% correct though. It's more and Grogan, I'm gonna agree with you on some points. It is more. It, this is a Superman movie. This is not three because three is Richard Pryor doing some slapstick and like, hey. Let's get a guy to dress up as Superman who shows up once in a while and does things. Um, so I'll give it credit for that. The, the video that I sent you guys, though, it's important to realize that like Canon bought the rights from the Sacklin, you know, brothers for this, and they're like, "This is the movie that's going to get us on par with Paramount and Warner Brothers, and we're going to be legit now." These are like legit things that they were. This is the story. You can go look it up on YouTube. In a thousand different places or read it anywhere. This is what Canon was thinking. So they're like, let's buy the rights to Superman. Let's get Christopher Reeve's passion project and get him to do it. Because Christopher Reeve is one of the three writers on this film that brought it to here. And he was really heartfelt. He's like, Superman needs to do something real this time. He needs to end the arms race and all of this crap. So he brought that to the table. So I can kind of give him some props for that in a way. Like, but then the studio started dwindling the budget as the movie was being filmed and being made. And that's the pile of shit that we get in the end because the effects are better in the first three movies than in this one. By far. Like, it's not even close. And you can see that this was cut down to the budget. It was a quarter of the budget that they started with. That's why we get this. Like, almost 20 times. That's why everything looks like crap in this movie. And they cut out 40 minutes of the movie. There is 40 minutes of deleted scenes on this. Tim, I know me and you have shared some of them because apparently in the original story, Lex tries to make Nuclear Man the first time and there's a failed attempt at Nuclear Man. And please look it up if you get a chance because it's fucking crazy of what the first Nuclear Man looks like. He's like a goblin man in a tuxedo. It's like, yeah. what is going on here? Oh, God, I wish that was in this. I don't know you anything guys, about this, but I'm leaving and going to go watch it. <laughs> I, I might, Tim, I might pull your move and try to look it up once and bring it up so we can You want me to look? I'll play producer for a minute. Yeah, yeah go ahead. If you don't mind uh, being producer, Tim, for a second. Do you guys think Do that due to this podcast, there might be a canon cut one day? No. Restore the canon cut. 
Listen, James Gunn can make it happen if he wants to. No. 40 more minutes of this bullshit. Uh, listen, I, it might be 40 minutes of bullshit. You're right. I'm Rick, I'm not even debating with you. It might make this thing really, really bad. But but, but no, no, what I'm saying is that we've I'd seen other see movies where Justice League, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, cutting out half hours of movies, and you got the thing, and this is what we get. And I think it's very noticeable, and that's what kills this movie, is the fact that you can see there was ideas that were good and executed really bad. No, I think the movie yeah, can't that, be improved. That's my upon. point when I say that the movie cannot be improved it, upon. Absolutely. <laughs> Grogan, 40, that's a great segue to get to the details of, of this movie now. Those forty <laughs> minutes are those forty minutes are ah, the chunk are the chunk are, are the chunks of marble that were cut away from the statue of David. Maybe like in the crossroad region. <laughs> or the ass or something like that. Um all right, so we actually Tim, thanks for pulling this up for us. We'll add it to the stream. Let me go. Uh, let me go. Let me go full screen. Wow. Oh, yes. Here we go. This is some of the deleted scenes with Restored of X of Nuclear Man 1 because in the original story, Lex tries to make an, another version of Nuclear Man, and the one we get is the second one. So this is a two minute clip. I saw a picture of this. King. Yes. Not even Christopher Reeve. Not Christopher Reeve. That was like Beverly, that was like Beverly Hills Cop Band. Rather have him mime or use uh, Gene Hackman's voice. They kind of characterize him as mixolytric or whatever the guy's name is. Like he's more of a trickster. Silent movie. <laughs> 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 the first silent movie reviewed. What did he throw him into? The Transformer? That tracks with the Superman movie. That's I love cool. that he was just fucking destroyed. I love it. 
Wow, that was uh that was a scene. <laughs> that was that, a scene in a Superman movie. That yeah, scene sir. was that scene was better than the entirety <laughs> of Superman three. And the product placement was phenomenal. He, oh. got thrown, he got thrown through Slush Street Burger King and landed on American Express. All See, you screen. also. You who was, <laughs> you who was there. Oh, the product placement in all these Superman movies is like second to none. It's just like smacking you in the face, dude. It's almost like um, freaking, what is it? One of the tra later Transformers movies when uh, he goes and drinks a beer, like Mark Warburg drinks a beer for two seconds for no reason and throws it away. Like Garf said in uh, Wayne's World, he's like, people only do things for money. He's coming yeah. to Reebok head to toe. <laughs> and then he's got of... the, Wayne's got the Pizza Hut box open. <laughs> Speaking of something smacking you in the face, when the when Clark goes back and they're talking about selling the farm and they find the broken crib, do you think the broken crib was from unnecessary super penis? Yes, probably. I think you're onto something with that because it's probably <laughs> yes. first. Right. Maybe it was like super erection or something. Yes. Um. Okay, so maybe we can get into some of the bizarre plot points of the film that we did get eventually. Um, the return of the Green Crystal for the third time in four movies has made its appearance to save the day. The only movie that doesn't appear in is Superman three. Which is in his crib where he finds it, or in his ship that he landed in, in the Kent farm that's about to be sold, and cures him of super flu that he gets from being scratched by Nuclear Man. And that whole plot line, by the way, apparently was a lot of was what was cut out of the film because in the fi final film, we get Scratch, he's got a cold, or he's got the flu, and then five or ten minutes later, he's aged about 90 years. Gets the green crystal and then he's Superman again, and saving um what's her name um shit Hemingway's uh Hemingway's uh grandmother uh, Lacey Lacey saving Lacey at the Daily <laughs> Lacey Warfield saving her at the Daily Planet because Nuclear Man sees a picture of her randomly and just decides I must have her and then goes there and Superman knows this somehow. I can explain it. Please do, because I don't think the writers knew. <laughs> so, in the previous movies, Superman's father knew he was going to screw up, like in two. And he gave him huh? a second chance with the green crystal. Correct? In the Donner cut, yes. But we're going on the regular version, because that's the continuity this one follows. Fair enough. But so none of that happened. We got to we have to race one, it from our own minds. Yeah, but we know this as part of the Superman <laughs> story. Super kiss ourselves. In this one, every time, in, this, in this one, every time he um, has a scene with the crystal, it's his mother talking yeah. to him. So the mother now has sent a, a second green crystal. crystal. Okay. So to and the reason he knows about the fact that this guy is going after the girls because the mother. It's it's a whole thing with Superman and his mother, and you know, like he has intuition, like from his mother, and that's my story. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, just thinking of I'm that. sorry. Did you just say she sent another green crystal? Yeah. Second green crystal. He said. <laughs> from where? She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't there another green crystal in two? 
So there was a green crystal <laughs> in the first one. Hold on, I, I got you, Tim. He takes the green crystal in the first one, chucks it into wherever he is, like in the North Pole, creates it creates the Fortress of Solitude. Okay, yeah. fine. Second film, not Donner Cut. We're going by the original now. The green crystal also plays a part in him getting his powers back, restoring him. You know, in in that film, that's the yeah. second time we see the green crystal. No green crystal in the third one. Which probably would have cured him. I'm shocked it didn't show up again to bring him back to each parent sent a backup crystal. They were both worried about their the time. mother <laughs> is the only one that appears in the second film. So there's still one green crystal that keeps magically being regenerated. Yeah, but the one of the two is the same one as the one from one, but after two, they even well, there was dialogue saying if you use this power to get your powers back, yes. that's it. Because he didn't In know words, that the mother sent one. She didn't so send there's a, one. There's she, a didn't second. Build, she didn't build the fucking thing. Jarrell did. Yes. Oh, that doesn't mean she didn't do all the sound stuff and put that in there. No. There's yeah. one green crystal. Jarell it. There's one. And it just keeps getting reappearing over and over again. And after the second one, they actually... Uh -huh. I'm sure there was dialogue somewhere. I remember saying, if you use this crystal now, yeah. Yeah. that's it. Your, your, your connection to Krypton is done. So they shouldn't even be a fortress of solitude Krypton. in the fourth one, let alone the green. No, 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 Tim. I, I will say we have not seen the fortress of solitude since the second one. So yeah. they they have they did stick to that though, because right. he doesn't go green, back there. How the green crystal that he used to get his powers back in two end up in a fucking Kent Farm basement? I don't know. The convenience zone. Yeah. yeah. Since we're <laughs> on uh, crystal, they do stick to. <laughs> Go, Rick. While we're on crystals, go ahead. I'm Since sorry. we're on crystals, a uh, huge thing that I think we kind of leapfrogged to that other point. We're jumping uh, I think problems. Bully Superman was murdered in Superman 3. I think the synthetic <laughs> kryptonite made him have a soul experience like people do when they do mushrooms. And I think Bully Superman is gone. I didn't notice him in this movie. Did any of you? Um, I was, I, Rick, that's actually a really good point because that's something also that I have in my notes, by the way, besides Clark being a Giants and a Bucks fan. Um, He's definitely a Bucks fan. I saw the cream. No, no the he, has, he has a pennant for both of them in his apartment, which I don't understand why either of those happened, but he does. Uh, and I wish I didn't see it because I never did before. No, but Rick, you actually kind of may have inadvertently brought up a great point because Superman in this movie is like extra Boy Scout. He's extra goody two-shoes in this movie. I don't know. I Rick, I think we noticed the same thing in that. That's not true, though. He almost kills the guy in the gym. He almost kills the guy. So you're saying Bully Superman is, is still going on? The no pain, no gain Superman. He shows up. <laughs> yes, but you didn't feel like he was kind of extra <laughs> Boy Scouty, like you know, no, giving, is, but... giving random speeches to people for no reason that they never asked for? No, I, I mean, the speech, the, the, the two speeches in this movie are the greatest things ever. Outside of the outside of the subway system thing, where what he does? Well, that was a little ridiculous. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, okay, that was okay. Gotcha. Well, I mean, the guy has a heart attack driving the train. Superman stops it. That was a heart attack. That that's what you got. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know either. He just but... kind of falls over. <laughs> I, I I figured heart attack. Yeah, that's what I kind of. Okay. Or, or right. drunk, or yeah. drunk, one or the other. Drunk, drunk. Okay. But or Superman he... goes in to the driver and he's like. Uh, he'll be all right. Uh, before you attend to him, let me do this speech about how safe the subway is. So that you found ridiculous. 
I'm with you. It's absolutely ridiculous, but I'm just trying to confirm that you you're giving ridiculous points right there. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Fair. All right. A little bit. Fair enough. Yeah. By the way, wait, wait, wait. One quick thing. If you notice, you watch that scene one more time when the the guy shows up to buy the house or whatever. Yes. That the crystal is not even real. Did you notice that? If you look real closely, when he puts it in his pocket, there's no crystal there. That's bad CGI. He's oh, holding. Yeah. He's holding nothing in his hand. You know, tell me they didn't have the budget to make a fucking crystal and just look, make it, make it green. Tim, there's nothing in the guy's hand when he puts it in his pocket. Tim, are you saying there's bad CGI in this movie? Yes, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> no <laughs> way. In the first ten minutes, we got a fake crystal. We have horrible shot over and over again of the same thing. Spinning astronauts, which was just a camera going around a spinning room. Ah, it was horrible. I Tim, can't. Tim, there was better effects Tim. in the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. I was impressed with the effect of when he hit the baseball into space. Were you? Yeah. I like that. Okay. Did you so you did you you do remember we watched the first three movies, right? Ah, there's Bully Superman. How do you know that baseball <laughs> didn't kill kill somebody in space? <laughs> How do you know? You don't know. Superman's could've killed, accurate. Could have killed an astronaut, could have killed an alien, could have destroyed a planet. We don't know. No, I, I wasn't, Rogan, I wasn't saying Superman made an extra Boy Scouty in this movie as a bad thing. I was actually kind of a compliment I was sliding into, into this movie. All right, just watch your tone. I mean, for Christ's sake. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I was trying to give you some, some help here on this. Um, another thing I give this movie props for is that we do get a phone booth change. A classic Superman literally goes into a phone booth and comes out as Superman. And that's the first time that we get that in these four movies. So that was kind of cool. A throwback thing. Yes, that was. Uh, yeah. Growing, I'm, I'm trying to throw you a, a lifeline here. You need to take it, man. I don't. I don't need you. Okay, because you're getting you got crushed on a couple of things already. The movie speaks for itself. I don't need you. No, it's speaking for itself in many Stop ways, but not the ones you want. Eddie. <laughs> uh, so we get the magical flying shot in the subway, by the way, also. That was like the fourth time it was used up until that point in the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, the epic shot. And that's when I, after that is when I noticed that Clark is both a Giants, New York Giants, and Tampa Bay Bucks fan. But I didn't notice that. It, that's there. But I want to know, like, where – so he shares for the New York Giants, but yet the Empire State Building – and the Statue of Liberty are in Metropolis in this movie. So in this world, New York doesn't have either one of those. <clears throat> or Metropolis is New York. I agree with you, but they just have to randomly call the team the New York Giants also. <laughs> Even though New York doesn't exist. Yeah, that's strange. It was a little strange. It's Did you notice the train station that has the A, C, E, and 4, 5, and 6 train in one station? Yes, I did. Yes. only one track. Fantasy. <laughs> That's true. The real fantasy Everything is the train was running. Yeah. So, and, and another thing, as someone, <laughs> yes. as someone who worked in the Daily Planet for about eight years, true, not that long ago, uh, they didn't have the budget to shoot the Daily Planet in this movie because this is not in that building anymore. So they had to recast the Daily Planet due to budgetary restrictions. Well. Daily Planet. <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of a shitty thing, honestly. Yeah. So. Would you, Rogan, would you say that that's a little bit of a weird, weird thing in this movie? No, I think it just it gives a new dynamic. Oh, Why okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go with that for a second. Uh, the Super Kiss returns. 
because I didn't realize that he just randomly kisses Lois again and decides to That's... completely unprovoked takes her for another flight and then kisses her afterwards again. And she remembers that was the worst from part two. of the movie for me. Tim, that's also a good point. She did remember things yes. from two. So the super kiss don't work, and she's been living for how many years now actually knowing who he really was and what really happened? Uh, oh, shit. But oh, she also, shit. but hold on, she also does forget what they just did. Yeah. Because this is during that, that absurd scene where Clark and Superman are supposed to be there with Lacey <clears throat> and Lois, and they're all four in there. He's doing this running back and forth thing, and Clark gets hit by luggage and then just goes into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, it was very Three's Company. I, I enjoyed it. It was very Three's Company. <laughs> yes, it I, was. I, I, I was just thinking that. Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I honestly didn't remember the Super Kiss making its its return or the Cosby Kiss or whatever we're going to call it. Cosby <laughs> Well, I like... I, we talked about it on the... I think when, when we did the show on 2 that we talked about that we thought the better ending would be that Lois just knows. I agree. That's what and I think. A, yes. And now yeah. we're finding yeah. out that kind of she does. That's why she gives Superman the letter from the kid. Well, she gives Clark the letter from the kid. Because that's before we know that she knows. But I think that's like the movie's alluding to the fact that she always knows. And she maybe the super kiss is a short term thing. I know. I'll actually, Grogan, all jokes aside, I'll actually give you that. Yeah. Because they do allude to the fact that she has ideas of what happened in two that she has an idea that that's that clark is superman but then keeps getting her memory erased how many times does clark do this to her once a week i, I think constantly right every time so? they have sex <laughs> it I is think, right yeah I, I think he whips it out and, goes to her and kisses her like oh, i don't know sexual harassment i'm gonna kiss her no but like <laughs> flashy thing thing but by the way not, not to jump ahead a couple of two weeks but maybe he super kisses her after one of their sexual encounters, and that's why she doesn't remember why she has a kid in Superman Returns. Then, then, then. Yeah, but that's not the point. He's doing it every other day anyway. Yeah, why not? I mean, who cares? Yeah, this motherfucker's Herschel Walker. Grogan, <laughs> <on the screen. laughs> <laughs> um, your your speech, this uh, epic speech that you have held very closely for many years. Yes. Uh, I kind of think it's shit. It's Why? not wasn't inspiring Ooh. whatsoever. I, I mean, I, wow. I it was pretty lazy to be honest with you. No, anyone else? Are you serious? I'm gonna be honest. I, I think the people you hear my voice go higher. You, you can see the people almost falling. The characters are falling asleep in this. <laughs> no, when he says effective immediately, I'm going to rid the world of all nuclear weapons, it makes the fucking Gettysburg Address looked like a Stephen Hawking rap song. I don't even remember what he said already. <laughs> it is brilliant. It makes John Lennon's Imagine look like fucking Barbie Girl. It is awesome. Brogan. Inspiring. With the whole United Nations sponsoring him. Brogan, specifically for you, would you take this speech by Superman Yes. or Rocky talking to his son in Balboa? About life, or or Rocky's eulogy to Apollo. Yeah, any of those, any of them. And if you, and I'm gonna give you truth serum right now. I'm gonna inject it through the screen to you, and you should just give us a you know what do you think? It's a tough call. Okay, tough call. I'll go. I'll go with the Apollo's eulogy. 
Apollo's eulogy in the the new one or the or the the original? No, the original. Because the new one, it goes on a lot longer. No, I thought the new one's a lot more. A lot. I, I've I've only seen the new one for once, so I, honestly I can't remember. But I'll stick okay. with the original. Okay. Either one beats it. Still classic. Either Rogan, one beats it. I even there was a speech at the end too. Grogan made me. Grogan made me promise to do that at his funeral one day, so I'm going to stick to that. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, and Jason, Rick, you got anything about the speech that Grogan has held so near and dear to his heart? Go ahead, Jason. No, I, I've got nothing. I'm not going to tear this man's speech apart. This man loves this speech. I'm not going to tear it apart. It's it's a speech in a Superman movie, and I watched it. <laughs> wow! So so that's your way. You're going to go through this. There's the tagline. <laughs> you're going to go through this episode. That's how you're going to politely shit on whatever we're going to. That's going to be your thing. Okay. Jason, you're going to tell like me. I like it. You're going to tell me, as a teacher, as a writer, as an educated man, that that is not the most well-written speech you ever heard in your life. I, I am going to tell you that, yes, but I'm also not going to shit on the speech. It was a speech. Were you inspired? I, I may or may not. I may or may not teach that speech if I ever taught AP language again, where I taught rhetoric and speeches. I, I may teach that speech. I won't you tell should. you how I teach that speech, but I might do it. It makes the I have a dream speech look like fucking subway graffiti. <laughs> uh, Rick, you have anything on the speech or you're good? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of glazed over like two seconds into it. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So you checked out two seconds into the speech. All right. I felt like it was fucking math class all over again. It's oh, my God. 8.15 on a hopefully, Tuesday. Hopefully Tim Connors like, not None of us it. should be there. <laughs> you people are you, you people are cretins and you don't deserve the speech. Stop! The people. Um, Can we talk about that little kid's accent, though? Yes, please. Like, let's let's talk about the child. What that's in fucking this part of Brooklyn or the South Bronx was this kid smoking cigars at? Am I the only one who thought his voice was dubbed? <laughs> it was. It was definitely dubbed. Right? Uh, it's a terrible dubbing. Okay, good, Tim. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Because I kept watching his lips to see if he was actually saying these words. So it was a horrible acting job without even his voice. Or or he did some really bad, you know, after work. Maybe, like, yeah. maybe because we can't assume that Canon actually would pay to reshoot things. So That's maybe true. they just had somebody no. else. Maybe the directors. Uh, what if it was Gene Hackman's voice? That would be great. That would be fucking priceless. <laughs> would be Gene awesome. if, Gene, if Gene Hackman did all the A&R after this movie, that would have been fucking phenomenal. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, so this was the movie, by the way, Tim, that I know because we talked about it. This is the movie where Lex gets Otis's theme. Yeah. It actually becomes Lex's theme inexplicably in this movie. And John Cryer is... Absolutely fucking horrendous. This is why he had no. He just ruined his career. He vanished until Two and a Half Men. After he did. Movie. He did. But ironically, though, you know what? Did redeem himself as Lex Luthor himself in the in the uh, CW verse. Though, but look, this movie the shit. killed John Cryer. It crippled Christopher Reeve. It made Lois go fucking nuts. It destroyed an entire company. That's what this movie did. I can't argue on any of that. <laughs> Somehow Gene Hackman came out of this though. Gene Hackman. Yeah. It inspired a generation. <laughs> a generation of what? 
People. The people. The people. Stop. The people. The people. Um. So yeah, another thing I found weird. Um. And the magic computer makes nuclear man soup. So he kind of just threw a bunch in there. I was asking this, by the way, uh, something I wanted to point out, me and Rick were talking about earlier. So when Lex decides to make Nuclear Man, he puts him in and Lenny, uh, his nephew, put a bunch of shit on top of a, a missile. Clearly after Superman rid the world of nuclear weapons, he had all the, there's a scene where all the countries are launching their nuclear weapons into a big thing so Superman can catch it. He does what he always does in his movies and flings it into space, into the sun, specifically because that's a get-out-of-jail-free card as long as he doesn't free Zod again. So he throws him into the sun, and then randomly they sneak into the U.S. base and launch this missile out. Superman happens to be going. Maybe, Tim, he was racing the Spider-Man and his amazing friends across the place because they had nothing <laughs> else better to do and catches this missile and throws it also into the sun so Nuclear Man can be born. Just Rogan, is this checking out with you? I see no problem with this. Okay. Does Superman not think it weird to that the U.S. has randomly launched a nuclear weapon that they were hiding from him? He doesn't He doesn't care who sends the nuclear weapon up. He's just putting them all in his big net. Oh, but the big net was gone already at this point. It was long gone. Well, yeah. So then he just, yeah. So there's extras. So All right. So he just flies around randomly when he's got nothing else better to do and waits for missiles to be launched and into the, the sky? You have to accept this part of the movie that he's ridding the world of all nuclear weapons. So when nuclear weapons goes up, he intercepts a nuclear weapon. But didn't the world rid themselves of nuclear weapons already? Well, you can't. I, no, I mean, I'm people can always Superman make new nuclear group. weapons. Oh, please, Jason, do. Because Superman understands what the United States government does. The United States government always, they give you a little bit, right? But they, they, they hoard a little for themselves. And so Superman knew that the United States government was hoarding a little, like, you know, nuclear weapons for themselves. So he was just circling around waiting for them to get rid of it. I mean, come on. Wouldn't you now, which, all do that which, if which you were Jason, Superman? I can segue now, Jason. Thank you. Because now what happens <laughs> if a country says, no, I'm not going to get rid of my weapons. I'm not going to launch my weapons. <clears throat> that makes now, now Superman says, well, you're going to have to because I'm going to take them. But now Superman is not Superman anymore. Now he's really kind of a villain. When you think about it, <laughs> seriously, you can't you can't go world into China and say, "Listen, Chinese right. people, I'm taking your missiles, whether You're you right. like it or not." Ah, that's this bad guys. Superman guy world stuff. police. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying, so what, maybe what happens if a country says Superman no? Four was telling America to not be the world police. A decade before we officially... Technically, he was the world police. I'm getting rid of the world's nuclear weapons, whether you like it or not. Okay, China says, well, I'm not giving you my shit. How do I know you're not going to take them and fling them back at us? What does he do? Does he go take them himself? That That's when he becomes Homelander. Him... Uh-huh. That's when he goes Homelander. <laughs> now, now, that's a movie I'd like to see. <laughs> um, Tim, I, I, feel, I a... feel you've been playing... Wait, wait. I feel you've been playing a chess game with us the whole time, like defending Superman, not defending Superman. And you've just checkmated us right now. Because right now you're right. Superman's the fucking villain. Checkmate, Tim. You won. Oh, I'm just saying, when I, when I rewatched it, that was my first thought. What if 
you know, that on, I'm, get, I'm getting more rum while you do this. Hold on. Well, you know, there was one country that was like, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm not giving you, I'm not getting rid of my weapons. There's no proof that you're getting rid of all the of U.S. weapons. There's no proof you're doing it. I'm not giving you shit. So does he? Does he go knocking down their doors and say, "I'm taking your fucking missiles, whether you like it or not"? Oh okay. yeah, no, he kicks them Superman. down and takes but Superman. I can't do that though, because then he's a villain. Well, we don't see it, but thankfully, mm-hmm. everyone decided to randomly launch nuclear weapons into the sky for Superman to catch. Uh, now was, that, was there a schedule too? Like, did he just like remember yeah. it, 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 he he couldn't <laughs> stop two in the original? He couldn't stop two in the original. So how is he going to stop thousands? Well, Rick what I think there may have with the schedule. I guess that had to be it. Yeah, yeah, schedule. Maybe that happened. Was in 40, <clears throat> the forty minutes of deleted scenes. Richard Pryor was in fifteen minutes of that setting up all the computers to shoot them off on schedule. And he just said, hey, build me a computer. Watch all the deleted scenes. Yeah. Because what happened was in that, in those deleted scenes that Rick's talking about, Richard Pryor shows up and goes to like someone's random home computer and just types in help Superman get rid of all nuclear weapons across the world and the computer just doesn't. Yep. I'll agree with that. It's, it's, it's kind of how it goes. Um can anybody tell me what what the fuck Lex was doing? When Nuclear Man shows up, what do you mean? The Nuclear Man walks in, and Lex is dressed in some sort of like old time garb with a woman who's got. Oh like, yeah, he's it, like kinky and like into role playing and shit. I think that. That's what's going on. So okay, so oh, you're 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 co-signing on us. He's being a super <laughs> villain. It's super villain shit. Oh okay. Vast random Superman villain. Yeah okay. Random super villain. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Supervillain shit. When you guys have never used a woman as a desk, come on. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Before that, though, he had like two. He had two chicks before that. I think they're just making him like a guy who has like prostitutes and shit. Oh no, he definitely does bounce around with like various random chicks in the in this movie because Miss Tessmacher's long gone in this thing. Yeah. And so is Otis. (laughs) Otis is nowhere to be found as well. Well, Well, you know, the stupid part is played by John Cryer instead. Yeah. True. Like. Just like to a much lesser degree because he's hardly in this movie. Thank God. Yeah, I'm not saying I wanted more of Lenny Luther. Believe me, I did not. I'm glad he got to be Lex Luther himself many, many years later. Though. Yeah. Lenny Luthor sucked. John Cryer is awesome. Just saying. Okay. I don't know. I don't hate on John Cryer. I like John Cryer in Hot Shots. I think he's hilarious in that. I like Two and a Half Men. I, I think he's I the best live action Lex Luthor. I think Two and a Half Men's the single most overrated shit show of all time. Yeah, ducky. I don't think it's good either. I hate that show. <laughs> I, I actually really like it. I enjoy yeah. it. I, I, I never laugh. And I hate that kid too. I, that kid is the worst kid I've ever heard act in my life. Wow. Thank, God, thank God he went crazy and quit because I, I can't stake that kid anymore. Wow. He's, better, he's, be, he's better than the kid in this movie. I'll, I'll definitely is he, be, that's, is he better than the kid in this movie? Absolutely. There's no question. Everyone's better than the kid in this movie. <laughs> I'll tell, um, you, I'll tell you what I would do that would do any good. I thought that was good. <laughs> oh, okay. So you approve of this. Superman. <laughs> this, is, this, are, this is how you've seen children do. I just wish Superman would have said yes. You know, yeah. he, sounds like, he sounds like Fred Armisen doing the Californians. Hey, what are you doing here? What are you exactly. doing here? That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> He's emphatic. Tim, that's actually great because he about that's, a, that's a great way to describe it. Because like Superman, like what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, so Superman during this whole thing, he goes to help 
uh, this whole thing with um, Lois and and everything during this whole date to cook the turkey that's in the oven or whatever the hell she describes. It sounds like it's turducken or some shit like that. He heat visions through the fucking oven into the thing. Doesn't burn a hole through it because his heat vision usually does that in all the other movies. But in this movie, it just goes right through it and heats it? What? Why are you letting logic ruin this film for you? My brain couldn't get shut off. <laughs> you have to accept in this movie that heat functions differently. <laughs> like, well, we'll put it this way. So a nuclear man walks around, but he doesn't leave the heat footprints. No, it only happens once. <laughs> It only happens once. When he wants to be intimidating, he could just force it. That's one of Nuclear Man's superpowers is to leave hot footsteps behind. If he wants to. Okay. <laughs> and the lot, with the logic of this film and, and in, in this series, it definitely checks out. He was born with his outfit on. No, you weren't? Wait, hold on. Rick, you weren't? What? You were not born that with was your his outfit birthday on? suit. Yes. Wow, that's great. Wow. But, but listen, you can't. So, I mean, Superman was sent with his clothes also. Nah, sort of. But nah, he was exactly. naked yeah. when he got out. He was naked when he got yeah, out. Sure. As, as, you, know. as, you, as you all know, Super Penis was well out there. He's like, hey, my pocket. Woo, look yeah. at this. Uh huh. <laughs> Look at this super penis. Well, that's because oh, yeah. he was born in the 70s, where Nuclear Man was born in the 80s. 60s? Well, no, he was time. 60s, right? Uh, it was more of a conservative time when Nuclear Man was born. You can't that's just nice. go around like flashing the junk around. That's true. I mean, but like, so if much. you're going to uh, accept, if you're going to accept that Superman, sorry, Jay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying if you're going to accept that Superman was sent here with, I mean, Marlon Brando gave him like a red. It was the blanket. Blue, it was the blanket that whatever. gets changed. Yeah. If you're gonna accept that, then you gotta accept that nuclear man that the uh, yeah would have his little black suit. It doesn't make sense. Actually, hold on. I apologize. The it's blanket stupid. thing was more in tone with every other Superman story except this one because in these movies he just appears. He disappears for like 18 years and then reappears with the Superman suit. So we don't actually know how it happened. Either way, so I think if you're going to accept the the Superman birth and like growth, then you yeah. have to accept the nuclear man. It's two different things. Not though. exactly the same. It, it's it's a little it's a little piece of fabric put into some goo that just happens to create a suit that he perfectly fits into with a with a N on it and lightning bolts, whatever the hell it is. That stupid symbol. Is. Yeah, it's like a weird design he's got going on there. It was designed by a genius. Though. Uh, Russ Gorman computer did it. Yeah. Yes, that's true. We can start, Grogan. That's what you should be doing. You should be checking in and uh, and acknowledging Superman three because some of the logic plot holes that were set up in that movie can fix a lot of the ones in this. It's true. Uh oh. Uh -oh. I don't think so. I, well, think, I, I, I if you don't, then your your arguments are going to keep falling apart. They're not falling apart. Superman I think nuclear man birth. Four better. Nuclear man birth is just as easy to buy as Superman birth. Uh, how about Lex out of the sun like a baby? Uh, how about Lex TV? 
So we know Lex can have this like dog frequency, but suddenly he's on TV now. Who's filming him? Where's this camera? I mean, is Lex it Lenny? Uh, Lenny one of the big '80s camcorders. Or was it? Did he did he type into a computer, put me on TV, and it just he was on TV? Yep. When you have the smartest man on the planet with access to a computer, wow, all okay. things are possible. Leave so it to Rick, Eddie to bring up the camera part of this. Yes, I'm, I'm saying I made notes of the most bizarre things, and they're all with question marks and exclamation points right after. Yeah. Um, and how Superman, by the way, recites Lex's entire plan in two seconds, right? As soon as he sees him. Is he the world's greatest detective now? Yes. Oh, okay. well, not bad. I mean, okay, so he's like, you must have put, all I could think of is that you must have put something on one of those nuclear weapons I hurled into the sun. And I mean, I think that's really intuitive. I think it's great. But if he knew that, then why was he chucking them into the sun? Well, he didn't know it yet oh. until he saw a nuclear man. That's oh, the only explanation for nuclear is this any, oh, okay. But is this any big of a jump than anyone has made in any of these movies? Like, let's remember in two, Thank you, Jason. two which we all liked, uh, Lex Luthor went, wait a minute, North Pole, that's where the Fortress of Solitude is. North! Fortress of Watch Shut monster. up, it's in the script. North! I mean, <laughs> come on, these movies do this. Whoa, 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 the little black box told him which way was north. <clears throat> oh, yes, the little black yes, MacGuffin, I forgot about that. The little black box tracks alpha waves and said they're going north. That's all. How do you get so the little black box? He just got it. Yeah, exactly. He built it in, Jason, he built it in prison, obviously. 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 <laughs> it was so much more ridiculous than the movie we're talking yes. about right now. <laughs> I think as we're talking this out, we're sort of starting to learn in the Christopher Reeve Superman logic of these films, anything goes, baby. It's the fucking well, Thunderdome. There are no rules. It's <laughs> well, Thunderdome. Wait, wait, wait. Since we're discussing logic, I want to use the many more years of college that Jason went to than the rest of us, or at least the rest of me. <laughs> While researching this film, I learned a term that I looked up a bunch that I'd heard a bunch of times and never looked up. Uh, the Dios Ex Maxima. Machima, machina. Yeah. Uh, where like it's basically you shoehorn a happy ending into anything. And in the explanation that I heard, when of I get it, massages, I try and do that. Right. So in the explanation of it, thank you, Deshaun Watson. I, right. So Jason, I was wondering if you could explain that term better than me, or if I'm going to have to give a choppy ass explanation for the crystal that saved him from being scratched. Well, no, no, no. Hundred percent. Deus Machina is the uh, in Greek. It's the god of the machine. It is just the thing that which saves the story. Like that's it. It's just the thing from the gods that saves the story. And hundred percent, it's Deus Machina. It's like I've got the scratch. I I need to get better. Oh shit! There's this green crystal. Good. I'm good now. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, that's exactly right. what it is. Okay, AKA bring... get out of jail free card. Every it. Superman yeah, exactly. movie has it. They do. It does. It every does. single one. I'll give every you, I'll single give you one a... of them, it does. I'll give you a three thing. Okay, so if you're going to buy that tar and kryptonite makes Superman bad, 
then you have to buy that a scratch from Nuclear Man makes him sick. Oh, I'm not buying either one of them. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay I'm, with this. I'm not buying any of it. Yeah, that's that's potato to potato. It's the same thing. With yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the scratch. Why would he have the nails unless he can I scratch? Was, well, Nuclear Man yeah, apparently is fine with the scratch. Since we're at Nuclear Man, though, he does make sure he keeps showing his very long nails to Superman as some sort of intimidation tactic. And then he goes and he's like, yeah, like this repeatedly. So that's a very good Nuclear Man impression, right? I mean, it is most of his dialogue. Yeah. Of the film. He keeps showing me his nails. It's very. I'm sure Superman must have thought that at some point. Well, they're painted silver and manicured very well. I mean, maybe he's asking Superman for a nail clipper, but he doesn't can't use his words properly. He's like, look at them, Superman, help me. Um, so he does fly around and knocks down part of walls in China, and Superman has rebuilding vision? Yes. I call it Lego vision. Lego also, vision. Also, also established in Superman 2 when they changed the rocks on Matt Rushmore. Yes, I'm not debating that. It's grab bag of powers. Ah. Established in the, By in, in the universe. By JC's definition of logic, then it fits right in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eye building yes. is a fucking thing. Yeah, right. Establish um, the logic, I'll follow it as long as you, that is the logic. Uh, another thing That's we learned that in, 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 in Krypton, there's definitely no <laughs> combat skills taught because the way Superman and Nuclear Man fight in this movie kind of looks like an NBA fight where people are just kind of <laughs> like pushing each other. Like, eh, 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 eh. Dude, this is the worst fight in any superhero movie ever. I'll go with that. Let me it, think about that. It looks ridiculous. Like, they're not even throwing punches at each other, really. It looks like two old men wrestling or two old women wrestling. <laughs> it's really, really bad. And he's just trying to... Exactly. He's just trying to... doesn't really want him to touch him. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. They are two very good-looking men, and they probably had a no-face hitting thing. Like, like I was about to say, like in the reporter battle in Anchorman. Okay. No hitting of the hair or face, or face. Ob yeah. obviously. Of course. Uh, Speaking uh, of which, Eddie, we've been talking about this movie for probably, I mean, how long? I mean, thirty years or so, right? Yes, yeah, yes. And you brought this point, and you have not brought it up today. I'm not. I'm not done yet. Okay, but I'm saying it's early in the movie. <laughs> the clipping of the hair. Huh? The clipping of the hair. Oh, the clipping of the hair, which I was gonna kind of like let you go on this one, and to be honest with you in this, because of the Superman logic in this, the fact that he clips the hair with a regular like thing shouldn't happen because it should pretty much be broken. No. What do you mean? I'll actually defend this. Nobody should be oh. able to cut that hair. At all. What, Superman never got a haircut? Do you, do you think he goes and gets haircuts? At the he cut, cut his hair with his eyes? Well, he I don't know how he I'll, shaves either. I'll defend it because they use bolt cutters. In, uh, Titans. They use bulk like lock, heavy-duty lock cutters. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll actually let that slip. Won't they need kryptonite bolt cutters to cut the hair or damage anything from krypton? It, Maybe once the hair is away from the body, you know they say like, everything like on Superman's within a two inch radius. I like that. Is also like you can't you can't damage his suit either because it's so close to his body. Maybe since the hair, is it could only away, get dirty. It could only bulk, get dirty. Yeah, the bolt cutters will cut it. 
I've actually had no problem with that part. Okay. That's better than my theory of the fact that it's stretched out and you cut it at the weak point in the middle. Rogan, don't, don't. You should just drop that from your. No, I'm going to. You don't I thought that he cut the metal things that were holding the hair. No, he cuts the hair, if I remember correctly. He cuts the hair. He does yeah. cut the hair. Oh, well, yeah. thing, I, I, still, I still think he needed to cut any, the night the, the, the fact that one hair can hold up a ton is a fucking ridiculous in itself. It's Superman. It's probably I think one that's of the, more, the stupidest thing in the fucking... <laughs> that's the stupidest thing. Like, I don't um, care. Like, yes, you could cut Superman's hair. I'm sure Superman's hair could be cut. The stupid thing is that Superman's hair, one strand, can hold a fucking metric ton. If this man got fucking dreads or braids with a ton each, he would just be rocking that? Get the fuck out of here. It's gar- That's bullshit. However... Yeah, I think you can cut the man's hair with just a piece of scissors. Whatever, man. It's just hair. Are you telling me there's a Smallville barber with kryptonite fucking scissors that just, like, took care of him? His whole life? Henry Cavill settled this. He uses his heat vision in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's how he shaves. Well, that's no. Hold on. That's Henry Cavill Superman. That's not the Superman. Superman, Superman. He oh, no. Connor, Connor did the same thing when he shaved his head in Titans. No, no I he will say that, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just trying to say we're going to. That covers Connor. That covers Henry Cavill. Does not cover Christopher. Why not? It's just how such Superman does. <laughs> I'm sure there's a comic book in the fucking 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s that shows him shaving or some shit. Has to be. It's It's been a very <laughs> weird thing that I've never. Well, listen, Superman and Lois, Tyler Hoskin always has a five o'clock shadow. So there's got to be some sort of super shaving going on at some point. And God help us with Super Manscaper. It's true. He probably definitely has <laughs> Our yeah. Superman only That's has just... his shadow when he's drinking. Now, can his pubes That's hold a ton? That's a good point. Can his pubes point. hold a ton? That's yes. what I want to know. Yes. I don't know. It depends on the size of his girlfriend. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> Superman <laughs> doesn't have pubes. The pubes are easy to get Superman rid of. doesn't what? have pubes. What? That's <laughs> That'll be on the poster. That's on the poster. <laughs> yeah, Rick said Superman doesn't have pubes. Oh man! Um, so Nuclear Man sees Lacey, randomly decides I guess he gets nuclear boner and decides to go after her and fly after her. And Superman, thankfully, magically gets over super flu and just shows up to the planet, Daily Planet, to stop him. Don't really know how that happens. And Grogan, that's where we get the infamous line quoted by one Jerry Schnall for many years now: "The people." Stop. Stop. The, the people, people. When yeah. he looks like he's pretty much laughing and can't even get the wire out of his mouth. But here's where, punctu- here's where punctuation comes in. It's not stop the people. Yes. Stop the people. Yes. Yeah. Stop the people. Like, <laughs> the people should be stopped, nuclear man. Um. Then the, they get they take their old women wrestling match back to the moon where they're doing that and Superman is obsessed with fixing this American flag for no apparent reason besides obviously 80s super patriotism in the middle of the fight in the middle of the fight thank you Tim it was almost like 80s Hogan going after this thing there's a lot of 80s Hogan I got from this Superman in this fight in the 1980s if you didn't stop to fix that flag 
you would be branded a communist and put to death, even if he was Superman. The man had no choice. He had to fix the flag or he'd be a dead communist. <clears throat> Just saying. Yeah. If he didn't middle, fix the flag, Batman would have killed him. But in the middle of the fight? That's or it right. would have been Superman Red Son and we would have spawned off to a whole nother movie. I think it's I think it's an homage to the uh, what's the statue? Is it Iwo Jima with the three soldiers like putting the flag up? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. But no, <laughs> Superman fixing the flag on the moon. No, I mean, we just thought it was a little random. I'm not. It's not the biggest point of contention, Grogan, because the biggest point of contention, one of the biggest point of contentions in this entire film, happens at this point where Nuclear Man decides during his battle with Superman, he's going to take Lacey and fly her up to space for no reason whatsoever, and she can breathe there, and it's okay. Grogan. Lacey's from Krypton. She's Krypton. <laughs> Krypton. That's not why. She's actually uh, Supergirl. Yeah. She might be fucking Supergirl. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Oh, the, the best is yet to come. Um, Grogan, you want to defend this thing? I'm going to go with the Green Mile Theory. Where Michael Clark Duncan in the Green Mile is like, Boss, I had to give you a little bit of myself to give him the power. As long as you're touching Nuclear Man, you have the power to breathe in space like Nuclear Man. No. <laughs> How is that not plausible? Um, no. Yeah, but because her head would have fucking exploded. Yeah. I'm on the breathing. Her head exploded. Does anyone know where Nuclear Man? Nuclear Man taking her to the pressure. Was Nuclear Man taking her on a? Was kidnapping her to take her on a date to the moon or Saturn? He wants to show off where he can take her. Interesting. Okay. Superman did the same thing, but when Nuclear Man does it, is a fucking problem. He never took Lois into space. Well, Nuclear Man went up them. Wow, interesting here. Um, I mean, and obviously he took her through the hole in the ozone layer. Otherwise, she would have burned. Oh, so there was one of the holes Uh, in the ozone layer, so he flew her through that. Okay. Yeah, that's why the baseball survived. Also, another is that did Superman make that hole in the ozone layer with his baseball? With his uh, like increasing the duck cooking vision. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So Nuclear Man oh, yeah. gets defeated by getting thrown into a nuclear reactor. Yes. And Shade. Don't forget the Shade. And Shade. Well, we, we didn't even get into that because he might be the easiest villain in the history of anything to defeat where you can literally just put a Shade on him. Superman Superman puts him in an elevator at one point, throws him onto the moon, and didn't think to seal the door? See, you're talking about this like it's crazy. <laughs> by that, by that logic, if you hear him talk about it, he was talking about it like, but with that he logic, him in an elevator and puts him on the moon, like as he, if like that's just crazy. So basically, he's a bird. You throw a yes. sheet over his fucking cage, and he goes to sleep. Yes. Yeah. So Superman could have thrown his cape over Nuclear Man at any point, and then he just would have shut off, and that's it. Oh, he needs a bigger blanket than that. Ed. He needs like a big blanket or something. <laughs> Yeah, super, super, listen, Superman's caping get pretty crazy at times. He's super, a, a super bed quilt. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he could have thrown the super bed quilt, ah! and then he just would have shut down. This would have been a perfect spot for the cellophane S. Ah, but he used it because he actually only used it once. 
Yeah. He was oh, told you can only by use his mother, you can only use cellophane there's, there's 27 green crystals, but you can only use the exactly. cellophane as one. That's it. That, that was his true get out of jail free card. Dude, there's only two green crystals. What are you talking about? There's one. No. No, there's one. The, the one and one and two are the same thing. After yes. two, it shouldn't exist. The That's mother, what the big problem. The mother is. sent another crystal. I don't see why this is a problem. Because the mother's been dead for a hundred years. Because so no one Jarell. ever wrote it. Because no one ever wrote it into the script. Yeah, but the first one with Jarrell came with him. My mother sent him one a, a day later. Oh, by the way, I forgot to throw you this crystal before I blew up on the planet. She slipped it in. Oh. It, yeah, it's basically like, like when your mother gives you like pudding in your lunchbox. I never got put it in my lunchbox. Why I'm gotta, sorry, man. Why I gotta bring that I up? I need to bring that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucked up, man. Um, and then Superman gives another speech because Nuclear Man is just abruptly dealt with. He's in the story because their grab ass battle that's going on for like about half an hour of the film finally gets put to an end. And then he gives another random speech that no one seems to really care too much about. And then I a do. movie. And then we get the flying over the planet shot. As we do in every one of these movies, and uh, movie over, studio over, series over, walking over, walking over. <laughs> Pretty much, Grogan. This movie literally ended canon films. Maybe they which... stopped because they knew they couldn't top it. <laughs> Financially, they broke they the mold. They After they made the perfect film, they broke the mold. That's it. Shut it, shut it down. We we did it. Lights shut out. Shut it down. Lights out. No more. <laughs> um, man. So I guess we we get to um, the big debate, the topic of discussion in many bars across Queens. Mainly, I'm sad that Jerry Schnall cannot be here to defend his point in this. <laughs> Let's go around. What is Jerry's point in this? Jerry has said that he feels that three is better than four. Oh Jesus. Okay, that that has been his sticking point. We'll let's go around. We can each share our thoughts on this. Do I even have to? I, no, you don't. But <laughs> we know where you stand, so we're going to have you hear us out. Um, I have switched sides on this. I think they're both huge piles of dog shit. Mm-hmm. But I think that four smells a little less than three does. And the reasons why is because I will say that I think that uh, I, was, I think that the four has some solid intentions. It was trying at least it's a more of a Superman movie than three is. It's not the Richard Pryor like guest starring Superman movie. And I can see the ideas that were good here. I can't see that in three at all. Like there's just nothing. There's no random slapstick stuff that people walking into walls and the traffic lights fighting themselves and the robot at the end type thing and blind people painting the street and stuff like it was none of that happens in this movie other dumb shit happened constantly but i have to give four the edge over three and not by much by a little bit out of intention, I will give it that. And plus, I think bad Superman, that whole thing, actually hurts Superman's three three's case. In wow, this that's an interesting day. I do. I kind of think I'm gonna be honest. I I'd rather deal with nuclear man than deal with that. Wow. Yes. 
I I can't believe I'm, I'm getting you a T-shirt that says I'd rather deal with nuclear men. Yes, <laughs> you should. Um, Jason, where, where where do you stand on this? Anything? But did anything change for you? I mean, nothing changed. But this is how I've always felt. I think this is a better Superman movie than the third one. Like, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying no. it's better than the first or second. Like, you know, the first movie is an actual real movie. The second Donner cut's a real movie. The second non-Donner cut is an interesting Superman movie. Um, this is a Superman movie. It is not good. I don't actually hate it. I really don't hate it. That's the thing. Like, I watch this going, yeah, this is this is a Superman movie. You know, this is fun. Um I I can't I don't actually understand how anyone thinks this is a worse Superman movie than three because again three isn't a Superman movie just saying I mean Richard Pryor featuring Superman but I don't know this has the bones of a Superman movie right like you've got Superman you've got Lex Luthor you've got uh, a Lois Lane for more than two minutes to fight you've got Lois Lane from like. You've actually got Superman shit. And I actually think there's a real cool um, B-plot that's not explored because it's a canon movie that was chopped to shit for let's just make money, chop, 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 shit, shit, shit. And fuck you, canon. You're the big villain of this movie. Uh, but the whole thing of, like, the the people coming in to buy newspapers, credible newspapers, and to do disreputable journalism. Right, that's a big plot of this movie time. that is forgotten. A hundred percent way ahead of its time because that is what we're dealing with now. With like uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter, even TNC. right, like all of this whole like Elon like, Musk yeah, trying TNC to flee exactly. to new worlds. Like, yes, they, <laughs> yes, exactly. The reading, but this whole idea of. You know, uh, real journalism versus fake journalism. It's being explored in the shitty canon movie, which could have been better, should have been better, and was still somehow the superior Superman movie over the Richard Pryor vehicle. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that, that's that's fair enough. I'm winning. Um, Tim, <laughs> I think you're out of your motherfucking minds. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. I think you're all fucking nuts. How this movie is one of the worst things that ever happened to America. Wow. This movie is one of the worst things to ever. Wow. We're, talking not, we're talking 9-11, fucking Evo G, like fucking Pearl Harbor, and this movie are the three things to happen in this fucking country. Yeah. And I'll let you throw Trump in there because I know everyone hates that guy. That's this fine. movie ended the nuclear arms race. This movie fucking tri- <laughs> tripled Christopher Reeve, put Lois Lane on Gorbachev the streets. knocked the wall down. Listen, I'm not, I'm not defending it at three as a good movie. I'm just saying, I, I, this is how I, I always described it. You have two pieces of shit, but one of them has glitter on it. That's fuck, That's how I see it. Three you're, has you're glitter on it. You're still saying that three is better than four. Because I'm judging it by one or two scenes and one or two scenes only. I will take the fucking junkyard fight. I don't care. I don't care how bad it is now. I'm talking about, I will take that fight and fucking angry Christopher Reeve. It's way better than any single thing that happens in the fourth movie. There's not one redeemable scene. There's not one redeemable moment. There's not one redeemable thing in this movie in fucking four. Are you forgetting the the UN speech? 
I am forgetting you, Screech. I'm very much. I, I already forgot. Screech. That's right. I, I forgot it. I forgot it five minutes after I saw it. I forgot it. Okay. I'm just saying the fight in the junkyard, angry Christopher Reeve. I will take that's the one redeemable moment. There's not one single redeemable moment in the fourth movie. That's where I'm going to stand, and I will never, ever change my mind about it. All right. Rick, as, as one who likes Superman 3. <clears throat> I really, and I was, so I go back and I listen to like our shows, like in between weeks, and I, I, I look at the points we brought up. You know, I, I listen to things again, and uh, I didn't want to be like, oh, Superman 3 supporter, Superman 4 bad. Um, However, he's like, well, I will. <laughs> Superman 3 has memorable shit that happens. Superman 4 has nothing fucking redeemable. Like Tim just said, and I hate to use to like reuse his words in that manner, but like, there's no reason to watch this film again, ever. I've never said that about any of the other three movies that I've watched. I was like, one, you know, all right, fine. It can be goaded as the original, fine. Two is silly as fuck. Donner Cut is better. Three <clears throat> is silly as fuck. Some interesting things happen. Four is like, this is like the chick you dated when you were 20 and you don't remember her name or like <laughs> what borough she lived in. Like, like there's like... <laughs> I totally overlooked the fact that, like, the junkyard fight, compare the junkyard fight to the nuclear man fight. You didn't call that Mae Young versus the fucking fabulous Moolah. You were like, yo, Superman versus Superman. I was kind of worried when he got thrown in the trash compactor. Like, you didn't, like, you didn't say that about this one. He got scratched and you made fun of it. He hold got on, thrown on. in the trash compactor. And you were worried about his fucking no, no, well-being. No, well, Rick, hold on. Let me let me follow up on that quick. What I said was the moment the idea of bad Superman, of uh, that whole thing with him getting dirty and spitting peanut and flicking peanuts at a fucking wall, like it's a stupid idea. Now it's you're gonna cooler ask me, than the bullshit we watched in this oh, film. Hold on, I'm gonna let me, let me just clarify this because you have a good point. The fight. Choreography between that, of course, it's the Superman junkyard fight is better than the Nuclear Man old lady. It's not fair. It's not. It's not. It's not a fair comparison because that fight happens on Earth and the other one happens in space and things move slower <laughs> in space. Rogan, the fight, the old rest, old lady wrestling thing happens in space. It happens in China. It happens in Metropolis. It happens fucking underwater. It doesn't, in the toilet. Ha it doesn't happen it the same the way zone. on Earth. It happens like in the Bongo Lab. It fucking happens everywhere. He brought the Bongo Lab. All right. So <laughs> let, me, let me clarify one more thing. I'll clarify one more thing about three. I'm, I, all right. Angry Superman. Let, let me rephrase that. Angry Christopher Reeve is what I fucking love about, about that part. Yeah. I think he brings his shit right there. I think he's fucking awesome in those scenes. Now you fast forward to four. I, I'm I I wanted to cripple him myself. That's how bad wow. it was. Wow, that's how bad four was. Holy I, I, wow. I watch that movie and I go, please stop. Please get on your horse and make this movie stop. Let's Three talk least, villains. Get on let's, your horse. Let's talk villains too. Richard Pryor did a bunch of shit that was silly as fuck. 
However, like we can all recall the silly things he did. But he's, he's not, fucking he's not the villain, down the building. He like fell out of a helicopter. He's not the villain, though. I, 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 never, villain see, I never saw and he had a heel movie. turn and a face turn. Robert Vaughn is the villain of that movie. Discount Storm Lex, Lex Luthor is the villain of that movie. Right. Tell me one thing Lex Luthor did in the created nuclear Creepy robot chick. All right. Better than anything in four. He created nuclear man because he's not true. Hold on. He created nuclear man. I'm getting really mad. He created a nuclear man (laughs) because he was in prison the entire time and had to sit through three and probably had to watch three on TV and got pissed off and was like, destroy Superman. We can all agree that the supercomputer would destroy nuclear man in the fight. He would go in the cave and it would be dark and he would shut off and die. He would... So he nuclear man shut, has a weakness. Fine. Nuclear man, yes, has a pretty glaring weakness. I, that, that's not I, that's not debatable. I think we all agree that the supercomputer and nuclear man are both ridiculous. Uh, like I, both I, of their I existence not, is am, ridiculous. Yeah, I am not defending three at all. I'm yes, just you saying, are. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> saying when you have your two piles of shit, you gotta see which one's more sturdy, which one's more loose and disgusting, and like and like wet. No, but, Superman but Tim, Four. Tim, Superman this... Four's pilot shit has nutrients in it. No, it's it's runny. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's got, it's got, you, you, you can't you can't pick it up cleanly with a paper bag. No, like, that's what it's for. Superman Four's <laughs> shit no. fertilizes. No. The land and three trees is, grow three out is of it. A perfect symmetrical clump that you scoop <laughs> with one shot, throw it in a bag, and it goes in the garbage. Absolutely this not. one four is runny and gross. I, I will. I have all that dog poop you find at four in the morning, <laughs> and you can pick it up with a piece of toilet paper and throw it in the toilet. Uh, Superman four is your dog had diarrhea on the carpet. Yes, exactly. Dog, dog owners, you understand. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, say the three the three of us that are dog owners are all describing these movies as dog shit. Three, three, three is your dog runs outside, takes a dump, good boy. You pick up with the guard. Four is you going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and stepping in it in the dark. That's four. But, but four. hold on, guys, guys. One, four one thing dog I do shit want to is say. you leave it on the street so everyone else can enjoy it. One thing I do want to say though, and that's illegal. The batshit guys, the batshit crazy logic. Oh, set up by one and two did allow three. You know those movies set up the batshit crazy logic that kind of makes a lot of things in three and four acceptable. If you're going with the logic that was set up in previous films, which is something that Grogan, that Jason and I talk about quite frequently on the show, that if you're going to set up insane logic, just follow your own logic. And these movies, there are no fucking rules. So anything goes, and that was established when second Superman spun around the Earth in the opposite direction at the end of Superman the movie. All bets were off. Yeah, but Jason talks about this a lot, which is funny because like you guys talk about it a lot, which is, and to Jason's point, which is, if you give me the rules in your universe, I'll follow the rules. Yes. Right. This rule, the movie sets up there are no rules. I, I guess when you reverse the Earth, there are no rules, but there are certain rules that. You know, you have to give, like I said, about the Mount Rushmore, and now he can like rebuild the Great Wall. Like that, it does follow a logic. Grand bag of powers, yes. Whatever Superman needs at that moment, he does. Yes. He's able to do. <laughs> and I have no problem with that. Except Lacey does not have that ability when she goes to space and can't. She's and touching the person. 
What about when he drops her? Doesn't he I, drop her or something? I so hold on, so hold on a second. So if, if Superman, no, so she, Superman... he never drops her. She's always hanging. She hang on to his foot. Okay, let's let's say she could breathe for, but her head would explode. explode. Not when you're touching nuclear, man. How are you missing this? <laughs> but hold on, Rogan, Rogan, by your own logic, <laughs> by your own logic, when Superman touches Lex Luthor, then he has Superman's powers. They should be able to have a fist fight then. No, no, no. You have to give it. Oh, okay. Yes, like the Green Mile thing. Not everyone that tapped him on the shoulder had okay. the, could see something. So totally off topic, though, sort of. <laughs> um, then that pretty much clears up the logic setup that you hate about Thor: Love and Thunder. I'd hate to give any powers away. Oh, <laughs> no! I just think that's a stupid scene. I get that he could make kids Thor oh, if he wants to. Okay. Okay, I just to, don't see the point. Not, not to totally sidetrack into that, but I just, you know, I just figured there wasn't another need for another Guns N' Roses song. And then, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, all right, so Tim, you're on the side of three over three over four, never change, and so Jason, is Rick, Jason, four, and yeah, so we actually have it three to two. And who's the tiebreaker? Um. Wow, yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know, Ari. I mean, there's five of us on the show. There is no tiebreaker. <laughs> wow. There it is. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> All right. Four wins. It's I a mean, yeah, movie. three to two in this panel, there are, yes. There are no winners. There are no winners. No, no, we're none of we've all <laughs> lost by to, watching both of these no, films. That is there's no question true. about this. All watched, of our lives yeah. have been enriched. And it's only going to get worse. Yes, because Tim, that's well, that I haven't seen. That I Tim, haven't seen. That is a phenomenal segue because we need to wrap this thing up here. All right. uh, next week, now that we've finally put the four super, the original four Superman movies, you know, wrap this up. We will continue on the spinoff that was created, Supergirl, which we will be talking about next week because it is set in Ooh. this universe. So. Oh, and just out of the people, so yes, the people. The people. Uh, Grogan has not seen Supergirl, correct? I have not. Jason, not seen Supergirl, correct? I have not. Rick, I'm going to assume no, but I'm going to not shock I wouldn't be surprised if he did see Supergirl, but not Superman 3 or 4. Yes, yes, I, I would. <laughs> Rick, are, are, so can we confirm? No? I've never even seen a Supergirl TV show. But I do own a Top Cat comic book. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Top Cat. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick. As the, oh. I was the only other person that has seen Rick's comic book collection, not shocking whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Tim, you've seen it, Tim. You've seen it, right? I've seen it, and I just want to say to you three who haven't seen it, uh, I wish you good luck. I love you guys. <laughs> try, to, try, to, try, to, try to hang in there. Don't lose your minds, and if you could drink or smoke or whatever you guys want to do to make yourselves feel better, please do so during this movie. That's how fucking horrendous it is. <laughs> so, way, so, so, Tim, basically what you're saying is good luck. Good We're luck. All We're all counting on you. Because this is a, this <laughs> movie, if you If you finish this movie, you should get a, in one sitting, you should get a medal. I think we all deserve I, I've never watched this movie straight through. This are, you like going, a, are you taking the challenge wow. this week? Watch it again, but yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> it's on HBO Max. It's on Is HBO it? Max. Okay. So right. No, no, I would not do that to you guys. It's on HBO Max, and then after that, we'll have Superman Returns. Both of them are on HBO Max. So, but Tim, like, let me ask you a quick question. 
I read, you know, as I read about like, you know, all the movies we were watching and everything. Did I never connect this or whatever that Jimmy Olsen was Marty McFly's brother? You didn't oh you didn't know that? Oh no. shit, you're right. Yeah, he's Marty. Yeah. He's, when I, I was I, reading it, I was like, are they wrong or am I just crazy that I never no, no, it is. It is, it is, okay. yeah. And he's also in Supergirl too. Yeah, he is in Supergirl. That's the reason he's, I brought it up is because he's yeah. the link. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. In that video yeah, yeah. I sent to you guys, he he it does show that he was in Supergirl. But I can't believe that I never noticed that. I'm like, holy Ooh. shit. Christopher Reeve fun. was supposed to cameo in Supergirl and canceled like 30 days before they were gonna start shooting. Because he he probably read the script, but oh fuck no. <laughs> well, uh <laughs> from what I learned about uh the earlier movie, Supergirl was supposed to be in Superman three. Yeah, she was. In the original yeah. script, she was supposed to be in that. But they were also supposed to introduce Brainiac and Mixelplik right. and like a whole it was supposed to be completely different. I love that you guys know how to pronounce that. Did you get more points for missing Supergirl in the video game and Superman 3? <laughs> Grogan, bite your tongue because you're gonna watch the movie and then you'll say I'm sorry. You might open up your review with that. Is there a villain that I like? A villain that's supposed like it does it follow a comic? It follows. Oh, I don't know uh, if there's, I don't I don't know if she, is she a villain or not. In, it's, in a, comic it's, world. A, it's a movie. It's a movie that we, you're gonna watch. Yes. Yes. Like there's a camera and actors and somebody might have been a director. And the involved. villain is actually was a Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Faye Dunaway. Actually, wow. famous, the famous actress who who at the end of the movie you're gonna say, "Wow, I wish you would have died a long time ago." Peter oh, O'Toole. Peter was in this. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and Helen Slater is probably the worst actress in the history of cinema because of this movie. Well, Holy who shit. also returned in Supergirl as her mother in that? In that. Yeah. I'm so um, excited. I mean, are you excited that Rick has brought back the Christmas scary Santa mask that he had? Yeah, last I don't year? know what the fuck that is, but it's going to stab me tonight in my dreams. <laughs> All right. Well, that does do it for us this week. Thanks for joining us, as always. If you join us on the Facebook live stream, join the Granny's PC Facebook group and uh, join the daily conversation about whatever the heck is going on in comic books and other crap that we talk about on there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, join Pop Culture Pros as well. Uh, if you're joining us on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. Twitter, follow at Pop Culture Pros. Check out all the other stuff. There's shows about the New York Giants and We Stomped You Out, which Tim is a part of. Uh, also, Unsportsmanlike Conduct, which covers all sports. Uh, we got the Put It in a Book show, which covers the New York Mets. The Empire 161 show, which covers the New York Yankees, which we will be probably putting together an off-season show. Uh, spectacular. Yeah, there's, so, there's enough action. <laughs> there's enough action going on so we can get an <laughs> off-season spectacular show. So nice. we'll see if we can put that together. Um, and also, uh, no, still nothing on deep dive, Jason. No, uh, I'm waiting until uh, I finish because uh, I'm assistant directing a show right now in Queens, yes. and I'll be promoting that once it's coming up. Uh, but after February, once February is done, the show's done, we'll be coming back with deep dive. So, March, right. so you got that coming up. Um, and yeah, check out all the other cool stuff that's on Pop Culture Pros. I'm gonna uh, go on all these shows and promote Superman for. They might. Sell. You should go on to. You should go on to like Skyline reviews. Just pop in and start rambling about Superman four. I'm gonna go on Tim's wrestling show and say like, yeah, Nuclear Man would be a great wrestler. Yeah, 
Or you got the no A to Z show. Versus Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. Or you got the A to Z show, by the way, which is with Tim and Eric. Are uh, you guys yeah. back on uh, – are you guys doing Friday night? No, because I'm going away for Christmas, so no. Okay. No. Tomorrow, I'm supposed to be my conic, then we're taking a break. Okay. So, Ricky, Rick, you need to you need to creep really slow towards the camera as, as Ed signs out. Oh no! Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh my god! Uh, and here to wrestling, you got the Just Too Sweet show with uh, Eric and Tim. Oh, got the show there promoting that. Um, all right. So, uh, happy holidays, everybody! Because we got Christmas coming up this weekend. If you're celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah! I know that's going on now. And Kwanzaa and Three Kings and whatever you celebrate, happy holidays. Enjoy your time. Gentlemen, happy uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you guys and your families as well. Happy uh, holidays. And we'll see you next week as we will be covering the latest episode of Doom Patrol along with uh, Supergirl, the movie. Oh, not the, not oh, the series you covered, but the movie itself. So, Good luck. Uh, oh, boy. Yes. Good luck. We're all counting on you. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs>